0: to to the meeting. And thank you for um, your
1: attendance uh, this evening. It's our regular meeting. We meet on uh, Thursday from 6 uh, to 9 uh, Mm p.m. But I will not keep uh, the colleagues from AMSCO, uh, the colleagues uh, from DINEL, As well as the Minister of uh, Public Enterprises, uh, right until nine o'clock. They will be excused as soon as um, they will be in a position to leave as soon as we have uh, uh, finished uh, discussion on item, I think, item number three. Uh, On the presentation uh, by Amsco and DENEL on one the protection of sovereign technology intellectual property recording in progress uh, two uh, commercialization or industrialization of the A data missile systems and the impact uh, on the SAF force and three the capacity of denial to continue existing uh, service uh, contracts uh, with the South African uh, Defense Force. Um,
0: uh, after that, we'll then deal with um, uh, the issue,
1: the report on allegations that the SNDF soldiers deployed in Mozambique had food uh, poison. The colleagues will recall that. Um, uh, Uh, Upon receiving a brief um, report uh, from the uh, Chief of uh, Joint Operations
0: we requested the Minister to um, uh, ask the
1: Ombuds to investigate, to launch an investigation into this uh, allegation. So, we thought an independent body like an ombudsman will give us an objective um, report on the allegation of uh, food poisoning. So, uh, the death uh, will then give us just the status of this uh, investigation. And then the next item is the consideration of letters from uh, the president on the deployment of the South African uh, Defense uh, Force under Operation uh, Prosper.
0: Uh, SecDef, I'm aware that Um, We have um, renewed the deployment to Mozambique, if I'm not mistaken, Um, and we have not received that letter. So I would expect you, Satef, just to
1: comment on on that, or any other uh, deployment or renewed deployment that uh, you may be aware of, and we have not received any information uh, from your your office. And then uh, number six, we'll then look at our own uh, annual performance uh, plan. And then lastly, uh, we'll consider and adopt uh, the minutes. So this look at the apologies. Uh, I have a, a letter from the ministry indicating that the minister will not be in the meeting. The minister of defense and military veterans <coughs> will not be in the meeting today owing to uh, another uh, person, uh, commitment that she had to, to honor uh, this evening. However, She delegated the section for defense uh, to lead uh, the team uh, and then uh, introduce uh, the issues uh, for for tonight. Um, We also received an apology from the deputy minister of uh, defense and military veterans who's also held up because he has uh, another engagement at the same time as this one. However, uh, as soon as he's able able to pull out of that engagement, he will then uh, join uh, this meeting. So we're expecting the Deputy Minister uh, to join the meeting at any time, as soon as he's able to do so. Uh, Those are the apologies, at least uh, from the... From, from from me arising from the information i've received uh, from the secretary for defense there may be further apologies but i will recognize the secretary for defense when i when we get to the apologies on their side can you start the apologies of the committee uh do you have any apology from the committee side the
2: committee good evening start? good evening chair good evening to members and everyone one present in the meeting. Um, there's an apology from Ms. de Huase, who is currently attending another meeting. And then there's also an apology from Ms. Bartlett, who is still on the roll, but will log in a bit later.
1: Okay. Thank you, sir. Those are the two apologies. But Mr. Bartlett, Ms. Bartlett will uh, uh, join in the meeting uh, uh, later on. All right. Uh, I, I also got received a call from the co-chair, uh, Honorable Chabeleng, uh, uh, is also driving, uh, but he would be in the meeting. Um, she had attended the uh, SOPA, a uh, state of the province address this morning, uh, and then later uh, the NSOP uh, meeting. And 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 then <coughs> uh, so, you would uh, be part of this meeting. Uh, but we understand the challenges when you are in a meeting, but you have to move from a, point A to point B. So, there may be some connectivity challenges. So, okay, I thought I should note that. All right, so those are the apologies um, on the side of the committee. Uh, the um <clears throat> but before I come to your SECDEF, let me formally uh, welcome the Minister of uh, Public Enterprises, uh, uh, Honorable Gudan, uh, uh, to this meeting and thank him for uh, uh, honoring uh, the meeting, not only in, by sending the, the delegation or uh, in writing, but by being present uh, in the meeting. It, it's, it, it, it speaks to the, how he uh, treats um, the matters that we are uh, discussing uh, today. The meetings have been, the, the issues have been in the media for a very long time. And, um, and uh, so we, uh, uh, we, we, appreciate when the minister is present uh, that the issues are actually receiving. It means that the issues are in fact receiving uh, his attention. But that would become manifest uh, in our discussion or deliberations uh, tonight. And uh, SecDef, do you have any apologies on your side?
2: No, Chairperson, uh, from the officials, we don't have any except to say that I am joined by uh, C.J. Ops, uh, Chief of Joint Operations, which is General Samweni, and the uh, General Nisi, both of whom are going to deal with our item uh, 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 number four. So those are the ones that are here with, with me, Chairperson. Otherwise, they, we don't have any other um, apologies from our side. Okay.
1: Now, uh, thank you very much, uh, SEGDEF. Um, the delegation from AMSCO is led by Advocate um, Bada, the CEO, and it includes the Group Executive Acquisition and Supply Chain, uh, Mr. Tefo, the Executive Manager Acquisition, uh, Mr. David Grisa. And um, group executive research and development, uh, Doctor M Kazan. and uh, from the DPE Department of Public Enterprises. As I said, the minister is in the meeting, and uh, there is also is accompanying the minister. Is the acting director general, uh, Miss Molisani, and uh, the chief director for defence entities. Mr. Bangani. And from the denial itself, uh, we have the uh, acting group CEO, uh, Mr. William Slagwane, the acting group uh, CFO, Ms. Tandega Sabela, and the group strategic and corporate finance support, Mr. Sean uh, Matthews. So that then, um, uh, constitute uh, the delegation uh, from the entities that are uh, in in this meeting uh, tonight. Having said that, uh, let's look at how we're going to deal with this. I don't know who I might start with. Uh, there's an AMSCO presentation. There's also a denial uh, presentation. However, the minister is in the meeting. Um, <clears throat> I will... Ask the minister just to uh, give us uh, his opening remarks. After which, I will invite AMSCO, it being the client of Dinel, and then later uh, Dinel uh, to uh, deliver uh, the presentation. And um, uh, so, but so, so, so the AMSCO will be uh, presentation will be preceded by the input from the SECDEV. So it's going to be the Minister, uh, SECDEV, uh, uh, AMSCO and then DINEL in that order. Honourable Minister, welcome, I now provide the platform to you.
3: Thank you very much Chairperson and once again good evening to you, good evening to members of your committee, good evening to the SECDEV and representatives of the S.A.N.D.F. and Amsco, and and, uh, our board representative, uh, uh, Ms. C.D. Makarabudi, who's supposed to be with us, and the management of uh, of Danel, who are largely in a Hollywood mode at the moment because they're also acting, uh, I think the first point we need to make is that Danell was one of the institutions, like Transnet and Eskom, uh, and of course many others, that were directly impacted by uh, state capture. That the Commission of, uh, headed by the acting Chief Justice Justice Zondo, has already presented a report on their findings in respect of Danelle and the matters that need to be followed up. And clearly, one of the uh, findings was that through VR laser and various other mechanisms, um, the intent of, uh, let's call it the Gupta Alliance, has always been uh, to steal as much intellectual property as possible, secondly, divert as much cash as possible uh, out of uh, Danelle, and that is why there was the attempt to create Danelle Asia, and dismiss good people and good professionals in Danelle and replace them with lackeys who would do the bidding uh, of Mr. Issa and many others that were involved, including... Uh, Daniel Mancha, who is named in the uh, Zondo Commission's reports as well. So what we inherited in 2018 was already an organization that was uh, broken, that was uh, uh, in serious trouble as far as delivering on contracts was concerned, and sometime between Uh, or before 2018, and perhaps a little bit thereafter. I I can't put the finger on the right uh, date, Chairperson. What we have had, uh, in my view, although that seems to be contested by some, is deliberate uh, appropriation, let's use that word for now politely, of uh, intellectual property, particularly in uh, the high-tech area by individuals who later made their services available and crossed the fence uh, to to join uh, entities elsewhere in the world. At one stage, I was briefed by the Hawks investigators and the SIU that uh, their case was fairly advanced, This might have been at least two and a half years ago. And then suddenly, uh, nothing seems to appear uh, in respect of that matter any longer. And uh, there was ample uh, leads to be followed, if I may put it simply, uh, for the investigators to actually follow uh, and, and find the real culprits that were involved. But there's absolutely no mystery as to who they are and where they are residing and how they continue to undermine Denel in certain areas they are after chair they have been uh, we we changed the board uh, in twenty eighteen um, The management remained for a short while until we discovered what they were up to and then they made their way out as well at the, at the most senior level. And interim management was put in place. But uh, Danel continued uh, its its decline. There have been various discussions between the DG of the our department and various people within the armscore hierarchy in order to find a way in which we could secure uh, funding for for Danelle during this period. Unfortunately, the DG is not well, so he couldn't be he can't be with us this evening. But uh, I'm aware uh, of the various discussions that have been held. We have also had blurring of roles during this period as well. And it's something that the Minister of Defense and I have said we will talk about when we get an opportunity to do to do so in the near future so that we can understand uh, the current uh, status of Danelle and also understand where we could take uh, Danelle to as we go to the future. There are certainly slightly better prospects today. Oddly enough, you have the meeting today, um, and the management can give you more details. But I believe today uh, a High Court decision was made that funds that were held in a medical aid, let's call it trust for now, which were inaccessible uh, to Danelle, notwithstanding the fact that these were so-called surplus funds, the court decided that those funds can, in fact, be accessed, provided, as I'm informed, that the welfare and well-being of... uh, Those members that are still left in the medical aid trust or whatever it's called, uh, are provided for. And uh, perhaps Mr. Shlokwane can give you the number, but I was told it is just short of a billion rounds. And that would actually help, according to the acting chair, to at least give Danelle some room to meet some of its uh, obligations. For example, to the South African Revenue Service. Uh, and place some of its entities on a better footing uh, in order to deliver on contracts. And there is an order book of a fairly substantial order that the management team uh, can tell you about. But what was lacking all along and where we needed assistance uh, and got very little as Danelle in this period uh, is uh, operating capital. Because it is, as you know, Chair, if there's no operating capital, you can't produce anything. And you can't sell anything. And therefore, you don't get revenue coming in. Where government did assist is to pay off certain obligations uh, that Danelle had in terms of debt, which uh, were guaranteed, and that ran into a couple of billion rands that has been paid out. And there's a small amount uh, that is outstanding in that regard. So we might well be at the beginning of a process uh, or a period during which Danelle can find its feet again. And we have an interim uh, chair and board that is very committed to making Danelle work. And I have a very high regard for the fact that through thick and thin, uh, these few members of the uh, board have stuck it out uh, under the guidance of the Interim Chair, Ms. Gloria Serobe. Um, and hopefully they will assist us in uh, getting, getting Danelle back on its feet when it has been on its knees for, for a substantial period of time. Um, and that could also mean better interactions with the South African National Defence Force in terms of their needs. But we're going to need some uh, agility, and flexibility in uh, how we fashion now as we go forward, uh, based on what I have actually told you. And uh, that is what will emerge in the next month or two, and we can keep your committee informed at an appropriate point in time. One of the uh, issues that has, brought, has been brought into sharp feature at the moment is that. Although we are aware as a government uh, and the wider public that there was this phenomenon of state capture, corruption, and mismanagement uh, within Denel, but I'm sure it's in many other entities as well, uh, we actually have not set aside uh, money that would enable us to get important institutions uh, to recover from Uh, the period of state capture. Essentially, they've had to pull pull themselves up by their own bootstraps and uh, continue to operate, try to make the adjustments that are necessary in their uh, business models uh, and in their operating environments and uh, ensure uh, that they can reach some kind of equilibrium. In some cases, we are beginning to get there, in other cases, uh, like Eskom, we have a 400 billion rand debt. Uh, that is still outstanding that the Minister of Finance referred to during his budget. We still have to do a lot more work, uh, technically speaking, in terms of how uh, Eskom w- is uh, helped with uh, that particular debt burden. So I thought I would just paint the broad picture chair Uh, for you in terms of where Danelle comes from um, where the current uh, lay of the land uh, is in terms of its current prospects but also uh, indicating that there's hope for a better future provided that we have the necessary imagination, agility and uh, resilience uh, to get Danelle going into a very different path You will see some of these issues, uh, both in numbers terms and in terms of narrative when general management has an opportunity uh, to make their presentation. Thank you very much for this opportunity, Chair.
0: You're muted, Chair. Thank you very much. Uh, Thank you very much, Minister. Thank you very much, uh, Minister, for for the presentation,
1: and um, uh, you say there's a hope for a better future, and uh, you are assuring us
0: that it's still possible for Denel uh, to get on its feet again. Uh, are done, and you are alive to those things, and you are attending to them.
1: I think that's the context against which we will be receiving uh, the presentation uh, tonight. Uh, Daniel has been a subject of uh, discussions, um, I think, in the last uh, two years uh, since I've become a member of this uh, committee for one reason that um, it, it had close to 80 percent of the sndf uh, i mean it's 80 percent of the order book it's 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 it comes from uh, it's the sndf in other words sndf is the main client. and uh, <coughs> he, 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 if it goes down so is if the nail goes down so is the defense industry so is the the SNDF. so that's basically the context in which we are engaging in this discussion now having received this uh, briefing uh, from uh, the minister uh, let me welcome uh, the the to just uh, give us the remarks and then uh, introduce uh, the colleagues from the from Armsco, who are going to take us through a uh, first uh, presentation over to sector
4: Chair, chairperson if i may just ask you um uh, questions to the minister will that be must we hold it on until afterwards or must we can we ask him now a question based on what what is conveyed to us yes no let's take the questions after we have listened to uh,
1: all the presentation. Uh, okay. In that way, Mr. Mare there will be questions to the Minister, questions to AMSCO and questions to, to Denel. And we then expect them to uh, fill answers uh, in that order as well. Are you happy with that approach?
4: Yes, yes, no problems.
1: Thank you so much, Mr. Mare. All right, uh, Sir uh, over to you. Sir person, thank you very much
2: and good evening, Minister Gordon. Uh, Chair, I think that I agree with the sentiments that have been expressed by Minister Gordon. And to say that uh, for us as the OD, um, we, we do have our concerns and it will help if we found a solution. And I think also one could not uh, overemphasize the need for us to work together with our colleagues from the Department of Public Enterprise. Simply from a point of view that um, we have already put in quite a lot of money as defense into projects, multi-year projects that are being um, worked on by dinel And if you take, for instance, the Wolf aster which is within their land system space, we have put already about 7.6 billion. And we are still at the first stage, which is your design and development. So, um, and and those are some of the the things that we need to look at to say then, what do we do? Because at this point in time, we don't have anything that we can show for it. And already we get asked by the AG to say, what are we going to be doing to deal with all these things? However, Chairperson, I wouldn't want to dwell much into the details, but safe to say that, uh, The presentation by the colleagues from AMSCO will speak to some of the things. The issue of IP is critical to the Department of Defence Chair Um, because uh, we put in a lot of money towards R&D and that's how we then out of that process are able to get IP. And of course we are operating in a financially constrained environment And some of these things, one can explore how we can monetize them. But also, um, we don't know at this point how the solution to the revival of DINEL will culminate in and how it is going to be in the event it does. But then if not, then some of the IP that we have will help us in the event for argument's sake if it is decided that... We are going to partner with maybe other strategic partners that have an interest. We can't go into those negotiations cold without anything that we'll have to um, uh, offer. But even in future, maybe it is also uh, through those data data packs that something can be built on them. And then, too, chairperson, you know, um, there is an issue of the IP Act of 2010 which falls under the Department of Science and Innovation. This IP Act um, is critical for us in as far as the issues of IP are concerned. But the presentation will also talk to that because they do uh, the dairies for us, uh, development, uh, evaluation, research um, um, for us as a department on all our arms of services. Now, um, the, the Act, basically says that we can put money also in research and development through a CSIR, but we cannot lay claim to the IP that will be born out of that uh, process. So it means that we can't monetize it and yet we would have put the, the money in there. So there are some of the issues that uh, need to be uh, looked at and how um, also just generally as we move forward, how can we look at uh, the exploitation of IP just to try and augment our our budget. in the fact of the matter, and I think it's going to reflect in the presentation that AMSCO is going to um, make, is that, for instance, some of the challenges that are faced uh, by DINEL, even from um, the service contract uh, point of view, their execution, there are things that, uh, for instance, if you look at our dynamics our our measures and also the commercialization of aid data, they become very critical for us. And I think it's important that we, we deal with those because, because we know where we, we need to utilize them. So I'm hopeful that, uh, you know, as we move forward, we'll be working very closely with our colleagues from the Department of uh, Enterprise, and we've done uh, tried to do that with DG Katato Kagudi. So we are hoping that uh, um, this will really help us to uh, move things forward. But I wouldn't want maybe to dwell in much more detailed uh, presentation, Chairperson, because the the presentation from the colleagues in AMSCO will actually delve deeper into all these issues. And then I think that some of the questions can be responded to once the presentation has been concluded. Yeah, uh, that's what I would like to uh,
1: submit at this point, chairperson Thank you. Uh, <clears throat> thank you very much, uh, uh, sir. I think it is the right time to invite the group uh, CEO advocating better, uh, score CEO advocating better to take uh, to come on the platform. Uh, may I request? that you set your video on. Uh, I can see it's on. All right. Over to you, uh,
5: Advocate. Good evening, uh, Chair, uh, members of the Joint Standing Committee on Defence, Minister, SecDef, colleagues from both from DNL and the DOD. um, Chair, our presentation is in is in three parts. The first part will deal with the protection of sovereign intellectual property, which will be covered by uh, Dr. Mkaza. And the latter two uh, will be covered by Mr. fussel both on commercialization of the A data and, and and its impact thereof to the South African Air Force, as well as lastly. Will deal with the capacity of Danel to continue existing, uh, to continue the, with the existing uh, service contracts uh, with the SANDF. Their chair will be looking at possible, you know, as, as solutions. Uh, I must say, chair, these are informed by our scanning of the industry. In the event there is an opportunity for for Danel to either partner with various other role players. As, as we all know, Chairs, it's been stated that some of the skills are not necessarily at the moment residing with Denel. Uh, so we, could, we felt that there's an opportunity to say if those employees that left Danel um, can be roped in. Some of them, we know uh, which companies they've joined, but all these issues, Chair, are merely from our side on a proactive basis to say, in the interest of all the projects, that the department and the state has severely invested huge uh, uh, amounts of, of monies uh, in order to ensure that the capability that the SAMDF requires, we can still at least albeit, Chair, as you know, that most of the projects have moved to the right but to make sure that at least we can salvage this project uh, based on its criticalness. So I'll hand over to to my colleague's chair. Uh, I'll hand over to Dr. Mkaza to cover the first part on IP. Uh, As the sector has stated, um, it's a very sensitive matter, as also the minister has touched on, uh, in terms of how to ensure that we protect and making sure that Whatever IP that has been generated, it continues to benefit uh, the the, the country and, and making sure that there is a whole framework so as to ensure that at any given time we can account for this IP. I must say, Chair, even the Auditor General is currently auditing us in terms of how we are managing this asset. So it becomes quite critical. And over the years, Chair, over the last, I will say, Five years, we had realized that we have a real, you know, weakness, and and making sure that we needed to tighten the management of IP. And uh, over the the last five years, as I've said, chair, we have established a unit, you know, capacitated by various, you know, IP specialists and admitted IP lawyers who are really, you know, making sure that they can, at any given time, we can account. And, and monetize this IP. And we are able to know exactly what is the value of this IP. And of course, chair, like IP, like any other you know, intellectual you know, uh, capital, it is important at any given time you are, we are able to build on the existing because it can quickly become obsolete if you don't catch up and keep abreast with the technological developments. So uh, we, from time to time, will invite the industry to make sure that they can participate in the further development, further improvement of this IP. So Professor Mkaza will, will deal with those aspects. Without any further ado, Chair, uh, let me hand over to, Prof, to Professor Mkaza to, to, to cover the first part. Over to you, Prof. Thank you, Chair.
6: Uh, thank you, CEO. Oh, thank you, Chair and to the Minister of uh, uh, Defense and DPE, uh, members of the Joint Standing Committee, and and, and, and the rest of uh, the colleagues. My my first part, the first part for me, Chair, is to just explain the IP governance process uh, and how we go about uh, on matters relating to IP protection and why we... Why, why we generate IP, and also uh, how we go about the approvals and the consideration we give when we generate that IP. Okay. Here, AMSCO, as you know, is the custodian of the Department of Defense Intellectual Property. And this is in terms of the AMSCO Act. The Department of Defense, IP, meaning that IP funded by the DoD is generated through acquisition and research and development projects. And all of it is developed for sovereign and strategic reasons, reasons which are key to national security. There is an IP governance process uh, that we have in place, which ensures that the approval for exportation of the IP is granted to industry. In doing so, We give due consideration uh, to ensure that no entity is allowed to exploit the sovereign IP.
1: Sorry, sorry, doctor. Um, I thought you were going to flight your presentation. Are you going to do it? Yes, they are doing so, Yeah. Can they give us permission to? They said,
7: the host has disabled participant screen sharing.
8: When I go the host
1: has disabled uh, the the the. I mean the sharing. Can you enable the sharing, host? Okay,
2: so
1: I've done so. Okay. You've done so. All right. I must improve. Okay, I can see it coming uh, online. Right. Uh thank you very much. Uh my apologies, uh back to you, Dr. Pinker. I'm
0: relating to the I must
8: continue,
6: sir. Are you able to see it now, Chair? Yes, uh, very much so. Uh, thank, you, thank you, Chair. I will then proceed. As I was saying, Chair, uh, when we give consideration to exploitation, we ensure that no entity is allowed to exploit sovereign IP or any technology that will compromise national security. It is important to stress that in all the exploitation requests that we receive, ours is to make recommendation to the Department of Defense, and the DoD is then the final approver of all our IP exportation transactions, as they are the owners of the assets. Chair, I would like to also point out every request from the industry has always been approved, except for those instances uh, where the requester, due to whatever processes uh, they have with third parties, uh, the, the arrangement between them does not materialize and the idea behind the government process chair is to uh, encourage ip petition in an inclusive manner chair, the following slide really we took it straight from the defense review and we we put it there just to give a reminder of what we mean by sovereign capabilities and also strategic capabilities. I, I am not intending to read it through Chair, as it is already in the public domain regarding that. If Chair uh, permits, I'll move in to talk on sovereign uh, IP protection relating to DINEL in particular, if that is okay. okay. Yes. So, uh, Chair, over the years we have contracted DINEL to develop intellectual property on behalf of the DoD and as I indicated this includes the sovereign IP and the strategic IP and historically historically, we have allowed the NEL and which we do also the industry to keep the data packs relating to the IP developed under the amsol contracts, so that they may be able to execute on projects on projects and on contracts. Now, Chair, the AMSCO Act mandates that uh, the AMSCO Act mandates AMSCO to manage and utilize your IP as as directed by the Secretary for Defense. And this is in a service level agreement. Now, we have an issue now, Chair. I just wanted to put that aside. We have an issue now as the Secretary for Defense has indicated with with the IPR Act. The IPR Act now which provides that the IP emanating from public finance research and development shall be owned by the recipient. The recipient in this case being the AMSCO contractors. and the ip developed by the defense since august 2010 can technically be owned by by a company this is subject to some condition but it can be owned by the company that has developed that ip so the ipr act allows the industry to do as it pleases with this ip which which then exposes the country and compromises national security. And this challenge from the IPR Act allows loss of control of all defense IP by the DoD, as most of that IP was upgraded after the act came into effect in 2010. And most of the IP developed before the act has now been obsolete. Therefore, the requirement because of this act for the DoD to approve the industrial transactions involving IP falls away, and AMSCO's mandate as a custodian of DOD IP is diminished or becomes redundant. And this then divest the DOD of its strategic independence and sovereign capabilities and compromises national security. To this effect, and to try to remedy this, Chair, we have prepared a cabinet memo to request cabinet to approve the amendment of the IPR Act retrospectively. We have shared the cabinet memo with the Secretary for Defense. And that's what I would want uh, to highlight, Chair, regarding the challenges uh, emanating from the implementation of the IPR Act.
1: Thank you, Chair. Uh, Thank thank you very much. Uh, Can we then move to the second aspect of the presentation, commercialization of the aid data measure and the impact on the Republican efforts? you, Chair,
8: Minister, Secretary for Defense, and members of the standing committee. Um, I will um, present the- You are too soft. You are too soft. Let me try again. Okay, if you um, if you can hear me now, I will present the the latter two parts of the of the uh, presentation by OMSCO being the commercialization of the Adat missile and its uh, impact on the South African Air Force, as well as the capacity of the now to continue existing service contracts with the SANDFs. Chair, as an introduction, I must just state that uh, sorry, this presentation. I'm sorry, I did not get your name. W- 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 oh, w- okay. Thank you so much. Yeah, this presentation will will, will uh, present the, the situation at Denel from an armscorp perspective and from the experience that we have uh, at the moment as the entity that contracts, amongst others, Denel, uh, to provide services and products to the South African National Defence Force and Department of Defence. If I may start then with the, the issue of the commercialization of the product.
1: Sorry, sorry, uh, sorry. I, please, what's
8: happening uh, now? We lost you. Uh, if you can hear me. Uh, I will start with the, with the, with the uh, issue of the um, commercialization of the ADARTA missile and its impact uh, on the South African Air Force. As a background, the ADARTA missile uh, that was developed by Denel is a, a fifth generation air-to-air missile, uh, which was developed under project ASEHAI. Uh, so funded by the. Yeah, there's so much
3: of background noise, chair.
8: Yes,
1: there's a competing noise uh, in the background. I'm trying. I'm looking at the thing to check who this person is. Can you all switch off your your your
0: mic, please? <coughs> can, I, can I continue, chair? Next.
8: Okay, Chair, the, uh, the ADATA missile, um, which is the missile which uh, is intended to be used by the South African Air Force on uh, the Gripen aircraft, uh, was developed under Project Asahi was co-funded by the Brazilian Air Force. Um, the Brazilian Air Force co-funded this program in order for them to receive a technology transfer from South Africa and to place them in a position to also industrialise and manufacture this missile. So for that, they they paid the, the 50% of the cost for development of the missile. Chair, the development of the uh, Eidwater missile under Project Asachai was completed in November 2019, albeit four years late, um, but we uh, must also add that we were very optimistic with the development time for this missile, if we compare to the development times of comparable missiles that are developed and manufactured internationally.
4: So um, the-, the... Uh, Chairperson, my, my apologies for, for interrupting. I just want to make sure, uh, this is an, uh, seems to be an updated uh, version of the, of the presentation that was sent to us, am I correct? And, and that we haven't received that specific one.
1: Yes, I also picked that up, uh, Mr. Yeah. Like for instance, yesterday we received uh, one. I think this appears to be an updated uh, version. Great. Is that quite um, a COO?
4: Yeah, this is definitely because if, if you go to the previous page, if, if you just look at the at the contract execution status, um, it certainly, I mean, our, our one says eight times practice and eight, and this one refers to 16, so quite a vast difference. Um, and maybe maybe if we can just have clarity on that, and, and then we haven't got this copy.
8: Chair, uh, if I may respond. Yes, we did uh, make some slight updates to the presentation to sanitise it to some extent. The 8 plus 8 missiles, the 16 is basically a combination of the practice and the inert missiles. So we're basically just reflecting uh, 16 uh, of missiles in total, which are available at this point in time. So there are some slight updates uh, only to this uh, to this part of the presentation, the the contract uh, for the industrialization and the production of the missiles, for the full complement of missiles, that being the, the practice, the inert missiles as well as the operational missiles, mm-hmm. was placed on the now March 2015. And that was the, the time at which the development of the um, ADATO missile and the project Commerce was contracted to be completed. So the contractual completion date for the full delivery of the full complement of missiles to the South African Air Force was March, 2018. Um, and I will get to the status in the next slide. <coughs> so the South African Air Force, in lieu of the adar missile is currently <coughs> utilizing an uh, interim missile on the Gripen aircraft. um, The status of the the production of the missiles for the South African Air Force is that 16 of the practice and trainer missiles, so it is eight of each, uh, have been substantially completed. The missiles are there. What is outstanding before we can take delivery of of those missiles is the missile hangars, and that is basically the interface between the missile and the aircraft wing, and the missile hangs on that hangar. So some, uh, some significant material problems were experienced with those hangers, which uh, caused this safety issue. And uh, TANEL has been investigating the utilization of different materials. And, and those materials that they have identified are currently being evaluated to ensure that they meet the requirements. <coughs> so once those hangers have been qualified, uh, we could potentially take delivery of eight practice and 18 herb missiles. the balance of the missiles, and this includes the full complement of the operational missiles, Uh, there has been no progress to date due to the challenges that are being faced by the NL. And I will not elaborate on the challenges faced by the NL. I think that is already common knowledge, the fact that they could not uh, obtain any components, subsystems, or spares from suppliers due to non-payment. And um, at the moment, uh, they are also suffering from a lack of capability and capacity. Chair, the the missile design, due to the fact that this missile development uh, actually started quite some time ago, should have been completed uh, in 2015. uh, We are already seeing that there is some obsolescence in the design, um, and uh, that will have to be re-engineered to a certain extent. And we will have to do an, an audit or an assessment to determine what the extent of the re-engineering would be not a total redesign but with uh, some components that become obsolete we'd have to look at uh, at replacing those components jv the, the the options going forward <coughs> uh, our responsibility towards the south african air force is to ensure uh, that the air force has got uh, continued access to the latest missiles on the Combat aircraft. So there are a number of options that are being investigated uh, at present, in lieu of the of the ADOT missile being available uh, at the time when it should have should have been available. So we have uh, we have uh, successfully managed to negotiate uh, a further two year life extension on the interim missile, which is being used on the Gripen. That will buy us some time. Chair, the, the option, as we see it, available to us in order to get some traction on the on the production or completion of the industrialization and production of the 8.2 missile um, is to partner with other local entities, uh, with the emphasis on local, um, to assist with the completion and the production of the 8.2 missile. Uh, we have had several exploratory engagements uh, with the local entities, uh, and that has revealed the willingness and sufficient capacity to execute the missile production by means of a partnering arrangement with Armscore. and this would, of course, include Danelle, who at the moment holds the data pack and, and who has all the required facilities. Okay, and this, this uh, from Armscore's perspective, is something that we would need to do as uh Nail Dynamics, who is the, the contractor for the ADATA missile, um, has suffered a significant loss of capacity in the development and production capability, uh, to such an extent that there has been no progress in the production of these missiles for quite some time. Uh, to, there would also be uh, some limited re-engineering work, as I have already indicated to re-engineer some parts of the, of the missile which might have become obsolete. I'm not saying it has, because we will have to do a complete I and mean, a comprehensive assessment. Chair, the, the, to continue with the, with the production of the of the ADOT missile is the, is the only viable way forward for us to ensure that the South African Air Force has access to, to uh, short-range air-to-air missiles on the fighter aircraft. Um, we have looked at all the other options uh, none of them are really viable so so we have to continue with the ADARTA. Um, and uh, we we uh, will further engage with this african air force regarding this proposed way going forward of uh, rather than relying only on the null to start engaging and investigating the options of of forming a, a partnership agreement, between some of the other entities who have uh, taken over a lot of the capability and capacity that existed within the NEL previously. Chair, that in short <coughs> would cover the, the, um, the situation with regards to the data and the availability thereof to the South African Air Force. If you would allow me to, I would then continue with uh, briefly looking at the capacity. And again, this is from an OMSCOL perspective and school's experience. With the capacity of the to continue the execution of service contracts for the South African National Defence Force. Yes, Chair, um, Chair, we have uh, we have all heard uh, over quite some time of the financial challenges which the is facing. So the the financial constraints experienced by the Daniel group, it is. Become very visible to us that uh, they are experiencing challenges with obtaining components and subsystems from suppliers. We rely very heavily on the NEL and certain of the divisions of the NEL to provide, to continuously provide spares, subsystems, and components to the SNDF to ensure that the product systems of the SNDF uh, can be sufficiently and properly maintained. The, the capacity and supply challenges that they have are significantly hampering the deliveries against most of the core contracts that we have on Denali at the moment. Uh, the, the challenge is really that Denel is the original equipment manufacturer of a number of equipments and subsystems that are in use by the South African National Defense Force. And as such, Denel is in possession of the data packs data packs, for example, for some of the vehicles for which they are the OEM. So we need to have cooperation with TANEL in order to, to continue providing uh, these services, maintenance services, as well as the provision of spares to the national defence um, And In some cases, there are also the design authority of some critical subsystems or items of larger products, product systems for example, the unique pyrotechnics which are being used in the African Air Force aircraft, uh, pyrotechnics such as the ejection seat cartridges for the aircraft, uh, as well as uh, fire protection cartridges, fire extinguishing cartridges, which is used in our aircraft. And some of our aircraft, as, as the committee would know, are very unique. Uh, like the Rafal attack helicopter, which uh, is unique in its design, so we have got unique cartridges in there, which are currently manufactured by by you know, the now BNP. <coughs> so it uh, it poses a challenge to us to obtain the required equipment and services from other instances. The fact that uh, these are not commercially available anywhere else, uh, and we are basically forced to source it from you know, from and and uh, we, need, we need continued supply of those critical subsystems and components to ensure continued airworthiness of the systems or uh, aircraft of the South African Air Force. Chair, I will then briefly look at the, at the status of service provision from an ONSCOR perspective and with ONSCOR's experience uh, by the NEL for this African National Defence Force. Uh, it is important to note that at this point in time, the only entity within the NEL that is continuing to provide services to us is Aeronautics. Um, <coughs> they have been contracted for the maintenance of three aircraft types of the South African Air Force, being the Rafale Attack Helicopter, the Oryx Medium Transport Helicopter, as well as the C-130 Medium Transport Aircraft of the South African Air Force. Um, <coughs> aeronautics uh, has been financially ring-fenced. Uh, this allowing them to utilize the income from, from contracts and deliveries that they do to ArmsCore to um, procure essential spares. To assist in this process of ensuring that uh, the, the continued maintenance of aircraft for this African Air Force, we are also assisting the Nell Aeronautics by direct payment of selected suppliers. We are also directly contracting selected spare suppliers for the South African Air Force. These are spares which previously were acquired through the Nell Aeronautics. We are now contracting directly with mostly foreign suppliers of of critical spares for the various aircraft types of the Air Force. (coughs) Um, So the the (coughs) contracted maintenance (coughs) work on the South African Air Force aircraft is continuing at the moment, albeit at a a slower pace. (coughs) Chair, then, um, to move on to the NEL land systems and the NEL vehicle systems, um, they have both been affected uh, and all contracted services to them have been affected due to the unavailability of components from suppliers and subcontractors. And uh, we have identified, in the case of the Nell vehicle systems, which is primarily the supplier of spares for a range of vehicles being utilised by the South African Army and also other uh, services and divisions within the South African National Defence Force. Um, <coughs> we've identified alternative supplier for those spares uh, that were traditionally sourced through the Nell vehicle systems, and this has been done in conjunction with the Nell vehicle systems, so the alternative supplier um, has access to the uh, data packs as well as to the supplier database. And uh, we have already placed orders on the alternative supplier to provide critical space for the South African Army. To continue to uh, the testing evaluation services provided by the Test Range uh, in the Cape, um, they have suffered some personnel issues. Or losses, but they are continuing to be in a position to provide services to to the extent that we have contracted them. One of the uh, main problems, or significant problems that we are facing with at the moment, is uh, the supply of ammunition and uh, other pyrotechnics by PMP. Firstly, due to uh, tax compliance issues of the NEL, as has already been mentioned by the minister, um, they cannot. We cannot place any new contracts on. Uh, on, on, on basically on any DNL division. Um, we have engaged with National Treasury to seek a dispensation uh, in order for PMP to supply critical small caliber ammunition to the Department of Defense. And again, PMP for various reasons, uh, is the only entity that we can contract to provide the, the specialized ammunition with specialized markings on for the National Defense Force. <laughs> Um, They are furthermore experiencing some challenges with procurement of raw materials required for the execution of these contracts. And those are contracts or existing contracts which we have on them, which are at the moment all significantly late due to the fact that they cannot acquire or procure the raw materials. So we have experienced significant delays in the execution of critical contracts. And critical contracts are contracts such as contracts for the supply of pyrotechnics uh, and ejection seat and fire extinguishing cartridges for the South African Air Force aircraft. Because we must bear in mind that those cartridges all have a, a predetermined life, and once the, the uh, operational life of those cartridges has, uh, has expired, the aircraft are not permitted to fly any longer unless they are replaced. So we are investigating alternative options to ensure the continued supply of cartridges to the South African Air Force to ensure continued airworthiness of the uh, various aircraft. Chair, then, uh, OMSCOR's perspective on the way forward, what we are busy doing at the moment, to ensure that we can, uh, to the best uh, possible way, continue supplying products and services to the National Defence Force, which come from the NEL. So, as far as the NEL Air is concerned, they will continue with the product support services for the African Air Force. We will continue to assist with direct payment of selected critical suppliers and with the direct procurement of selected spares for this African Air Force. Um, and the fact that the NEL aeronautics has been ring-fenced should reduce the outflow of critical personnel uh, within that division. As far as the NEL vehicle systems is concerned, we will continue with the utilization of alternate supplier supply of uh, critical spares. Um, until such time as the Nell Vehicle Systems is in a position to, to be able to supply that directly to us and to be able to source all the required spares from the various uh, suppliers. With uh, regards to the Nell Land Systems, we will continue to engage with potential alternate suppliers of spares and services, which was traditionally sourced from the Nell Land Systems. And I must just mention, Chair, that in all of these cases, it is absolutely imperative for us. To be able to get access to all the latest data packs for all those equipments in order to identify and properly identify the spares which are required. With regards to PMP, uh, OMSCOR is uh, investigating options or mechanisms to assist PMP with the procurement of raw materials uh, to facilitate the continued production of munitions for this at the National Defense Force. Um, So we have had several engagements with National Treasury for a temporary waiver or some dispensation which would allow us to place contracts on the, NOL, uh, the broader the now, but more specifically, also in this case, PNP. Thank you, Jim. All
1: right. Uh, thank, thank you very much, uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Chriser, uh, for for the presentation. Um, OK, before I open it up for um, the discussion, let's take the presentation of uh, the uh, um, Once we are done, will, the minister would come back, maybe just to um, wind up the presentation on the side of the dinner before I open it up for, for discussion. All right. Uh, Dina. Thank you, Che. Uh, good
9: evening. Good evening to the uh, honourable members. Good evening to the minister, the secretary, and the rest of the colleagues from uh, TPE, as well as um, as well as AMSCO. Am I audible enough for you, Che? Yes, you are, sir. Okay. Thank you very much. So, so chair, we'll we'll cover the similar arrangement in terms of presentation. We'll cover the IP protection. Um, uh, This is part of the process that um, DNL undertakes to protect the IP, which is within within our hands. And we'll also talk about uh, the A data, and we'll give you a bit of a brief in terms of our uh, capacity and capability. Chair. Um, the uh, the ip protection is of critical importance to us as as a as, uh, as we, we we value the severity of the um uh, the effects of, of of security with regards to um, with regards to ip um uh, uh, armsco as it has been you know alluded by the armsco act we do comply with it in full in terms of the uh, regulations thereof. Uh, our IP is stored um, uh, in, in very protected networks um, and vaults as well. And the access of a chair is very uh, controlled. It's too much controlled in such a way that there are different levels of approval uh, to access this uh, particular IP. Uh, uh, we also assess our own um, ICT uh, in terms of uh, uh, security and we do this on a regular basis. And there are people that have access to the IP from the program management, design engineers, uh, the technicians, and and the project managers to can be able to execute this. So they do have those level of approvals uh, to can be able to access this IP, not in a whole chain. It's only aspect of the IP that is accessed. So if you have an access, we don't give you the full access of everything in terms of the design. It's only for a portion of what you're looking for. And you also have to state reasons as to why do you want to access it. And, and, and it is in both the, the native and the, um, uh, the PDF files, which is the database, uh, that we give access in a similar, similar manner. And and, and, and of course, there's the recent IP security policy that we have developed uh, in DINEL uh, that we have asked you know, our employees to adhere to. And this IP chain is, is, is audited by AMSCO on a regular basis. Uh, we do allow AMSCO to come on board and, 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 and audit this IP, which is which is um, at our disposal. Um, uh, with regards to the, uh, the, the chain, uh, there have been allegations of the IP that were stolen, and this matter had been, you know, uh, ventilated with AMSCO the way investigations that were done. Uh, currently we have a, an executive who has been dismissed in December of last year and um, after his case internally had been concluded with regards to the um, um, uh, stolen IP. Uh, this matter has been held by SIU. Uh, they will continue to litigate against the said member as well as the other parties that may have received this particular IP. It is important to note, Chair and the members that we had opened the case of, of IP uh, last year and, and this is in a whole of denial, not specifically to the ones where there was a breach. We we, we try to look holistically um, uh, for the IP that might have been stolen without our knowledge uh, within denial. So all of these cases has been that have been investigated by SIU we will fall under the same um, and, uh, the same uh, case. Um, uh, Chair, uh, it is important to note that uh, in as much as we do issue IP and data packs or data packs, not IP. The data packs to the larger um industry in terms of delivery. You will know that um, uh, DNA, there's certain aspects of work that we do internally in DINEL and, 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 and we partner with the rest of the industry to deliver a particular program. So we do give these um data packs. Uh, but these are specific data packs for a specific outcome that we need from a specific supplier because they will have been qualified to do such, and, and then we'll give them the, the database for them to get be able to produce for us. And I think it has become it has become a problematic for us in that once it lands in the public domain, it's it's very difficult to actually manage. But we do have those two measures wherein in um, uh, uh, the databases that they are giving it is very limited to a particular uh, aspect of the entire design uh, that will issue out to different. Um, um, and, and uh, Different members of the industry. So, 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 so that is one thing that we really uh, need to take care of, check uh, going forward. Uh, and of course, yes, the intervals in terms of the um, uh, conducting the vulnerability test in terms of the IP, and um, uh, we have tasked this uh, to assist with us on that. From that. Um, uh, and the matter is still ongoing as. Um, Uh, our liquidity situation doesn't uh, allow us to can be able to pay for some of the services. And of course, yes, we have to sense in those uh, conditions of employment to get into protection of IP. You will know, Chair, that uh, the IP has many aspects. This is intrinsic IP. We call it intrinsic IP because it lies in the people's head. Uh, These are the people that have been trained, for example, to develop a missile for 20, 30 years. They have this knowledge in their heads. Uh, uh, we have tried through the um, uh, 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 the new contracts now, which is the new employment contract, to enact clause of rest, uh, restraints uh, 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 of trade uh, with regards to the employees that join the business in such a way that when they leave at any point in time, they are apart from a, a working for similar companies in, in, in which we operate. So these are some of the interventions Chair, that we are taking, that we are now reviving our own policies internally uh, to deal with these particular aspects of this intrinsic IP that lies in those people's heads. Because once they leave, they can go and, and how would I say, and, and, and redo what they have been doing in denial, for example, uh, elsewhere. And, and, and they are on their own, uh, they, they have a free will to do so. So it is within these policies that we want to make sure that they don't have that free will and they're closely guarded uh, going forward. And 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 with, with regards to the um, uh, the centralization of the IP, we have taken note that uh, we had, had never any control of the IP which lies between uh, the divisions which are solely managed from the divisional perspective. Uh, you'll see in our model that we have tried to elevate it to the top to say we want to manage uh, this particular IP from corporate office in such a way that uh, we have a good handle of how to manage it and exploit it in the best way that we can in such a way that there are no transgressions, uh, as they have happened before. so so so, 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 so as I said this uh, IP comes in different forms in, in data packs as, as as we have seen we, we store it like that in data packs, we store it in native format, um, uh, but what we have done recently, chair, uh, with the loss of um, a complement, we, we now have involved what we call information and knowledge management, wherein we extract this knowledge out of these old people that are still within the business currently. Uh, Danelle has not done that, uh, and unfortunately, he was suffering as consequences of um, uh, the mass exodus of personnel in our in our business. So, so to be take a chair with regards to the uh, to the IP and the IP controls in place. Uh, with regards to the um, um, uh, to the aid that I think much has been said, I'm not going to read uh, what David Hrissel has has written. Um, uh, suffice to say that uh, the the missile can be integrated chair, uh, to the uh, to the fight after you know, like the clipping as we have the clipping in South Africa, and 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 it's some of the things that we want to explore elsewhere in the world, wherein we can commercialize this IP, be able to integrate it and actually put it in those aircrafts. And, and we do have other aircrafts that we're exploring wherein that could be the right fit. And the issue, chain, as you have noted, um it is the, the, the problem that we have with the skill sets, this particular skill sets, specifically in design and a, a development of this particular IP. But we'll continue to knock on the doors Jay, and see how we contract the rest of the industry uh, to assist us in this in general. Now, with regards to capability Che, uh, it's a very busy slide, but I'll try to take you through through the slide um, uh, uh, very slowly. So as at the first, this is this is this is as at the 31st of December. So this is three quarters of last year uh, of 2021. Um, 1st of up until the 31st of December. And uh, between then, we had around 2,600 complement. And as at the, the 31st of December, we are now 2,185. The Delta day of, as you can see, um, there's a lot of females that I have left, a lot of males that I have left. Um, um, uh, uh, and in the main, uh, the people that I have left are artisans and, and some of the technical personnel and engineers, they constitute a bigger portion of what we have lost. And as much as we have lost people in finance, in supply chain, in HR, but where the dent in the main is is more on the um, uh, on the technical personnel. I'll, I'll, I'll show you in the next slide chair um, uh, how um, uh, this thing derived. Uh, you'll know that um, um, we had around 360. Um, we had around 367 engineers. Um, uh, as I said last year, um, uh, to date we are sitting at 198. And in the main, these engineers that I have left, these are highly skilled engineers that possesses the sovereign capability uh, for the country. We have lost it. 90% almost of the capability in sovereign capability, we have lost it, and um, is sitting somewhere in the, in the UAE. And, and we have also lost a lot of production technicians, as you can see, the number from one thousand one hundred ninety three to seven sixty one to date. And uh, those development um, uh, technicians, as you can see, they've sort of been down. So the head count as at uh, today, we are sitting at two thousand one hundred eighty five. but in the main chain, the, the 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 losses are more on the technical people that have left uh, in the business. This is what paralysed DNL um, to be where it is today. So, if you look at the uh, different divisions, um, um, uh, we have we have we have about twenty eight uh, engineers in aeronautics. Uh, you have um, um, eighty two development uh, uh, technicians and engineers and production technicians with a complement of around 249. This is only technical staff. We are not talking about support staff. It's only technical staff. Um, uh, in, in in dynamics, um, uh, you get dynamics is about one hundred and forty five. And if you look at dynamics. Uh, Dynamics has lost close to 600, of, to 600, 400 of them will have been engineers. And this, those are highly skilled engineers that we have lost uh, in Dynamics. This is our missile business chair. Um, and like I said, you know, the missile business is our sovereign capability. We almost lost everybody in there. There's only 56 engineers that are left, um, around 78 of design and development. These are just technicians and production technicians in this regard. Um, I look at the critical ones, if you look at DLS as well, we still got a good complement of engineers in, in, in DLS. This is land system, Che, uh, where the office or the Beja project is housed. And, and we still got some of the development technicians and production technicians with a complement of around 161. So in total, Che, the technical complement that we have across all the divisions is about 1,199. PNP at 403 is mainly, as you can see, production technicians, it's production based, that's where we do our munition. So this is basically the complement or the capability that we have in the business uh, uh, currently. I must must say uh, uh, some of the sentiments that have been shared by David Fisher in his presentation are true, Chair, in that uh, we, 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 we are unable in the main to execute some of the programs. Not only all of them, specifically in denial dynamics, I'll say specifically in denial dynamics because they have lost almost everyone. And and, and some of the interventions uh, from AMSCO that we truly appreciate in trying to assist us in terms of paying for suppliers and, and assist us in getting some of those people that I have left the business back into completing some of the programs that are, that are important to the DOD. And we applaud them for that change. So so, so, so it, is, it is in dynamics which is which is really paralyzed to the core. Uh, and, uh, uh, and it used to be the darling of Denell. I mean DINEL used to embrace Dynell dynamics because of its uh, highly skilled personnel that are working there. But if you look at DLS and the rest, we, we, we fairly are good in terms of the complement. We, we, we do have resources to be able to uh, complete some of the projects. but in the main the main issue is our liquidity challenges to can be able to have that capital injection, be able to pay suppliers and execute some of these programs. And this is what is in the main as has the data. If you go back and you look at the A data as David has presented to say, it was qualified in 2019. And in 2019, January, we almost lost on those, uh, on that particular missile, we almost lost all the complement. In fact, today, as you see, we have only uh, production engineers and few of them, in fact, that can deliver on that specific missile. So, so, so the issues have started then, and and to date we have lost uh, that number that I have alluded to in the previous slide. So, the current state it stands with with the nail is that yes, we are technically insolvent. Uh, we we have this operational in terms of uh, insufficient funding, um uh, uh, out to seven hundred and eighty nine salaries. This will include uh, tax as has to that, you know, with a little bit of the relief that we might get, we should be able to uh, uh, reinvest uh, uh, in terms of the tax. And, and also inclusive in there is the medical aid. Uh, the rest of the supplier environment, we owe them close to 900 uh, million, which is just below a billion. So, so, so the, the, the cash flow as we project them uh, uh, this year with the current corporate plan, we are looking at uh, uh, making a loss of around 600 million. So, so, so the current status it has been alluded to again in AMSCO presentation. Chair is our status, which is non-compliant, and we have converged with uh, AMSCO and asked the assistance and um, um, uh, to, to 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 apply, you know, um, uh, with the national treasury, so that we are able to trade with them, and, and as well as as as, as SARS. They have come forth in assisting us in this regard. So. And again, che, the, the the issue that we had in recent in recent months, you might have seen in the newspapers, uh, because of our liquidity situation, where we have lost a lot of complement in financial environment, in the um, supply chain environment, in, in HR, um, uh, uh, we were not able to uh, complete our apps uh, for 2021, and has the um, um, uh, the JAC decided to suspend our listing in this regard. It's just solely on the basis that we could not uh, produce the apps uh, in time. So yes, indeed, the um, uh, uh, the uncertainty on, on Dinell and its future state, uh, it, it has worried, you know, a lot of customers out there and even uh, uh, possible international clients are, are are worried. There are There is about 36 billion of a pipeline uh, In in the rest of the world, both in the in the Middle East as well as uh, in the Asian market, uh, that we are unable to access because of our liquidity situation. So, 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 so that liquidity still compounds us in 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 getting more orders uh, as our balance sheet is um, um, uh, connected. So, so going forward, again, if you look at the legal matters that we have at hand, you know that uh, last year there was a liquidation application by SAP uh, that we made payment arrangements with them um, and we can be able to pay them. This is associated with the Hufistel program, uh, SAP had been the main contract in the Hufistel program and unfortunately due to the stoppages or the suspension um, um, uh, of the main contract which was uh, Patria at the time in 2018. And and the project has installed uh, till to to date as a result of that. So, uh, although we do have some resources to be able to complete, uh, we have not been able to move forward as some of the technical issues are still needs to be resolved between uh, AMSCO and DOD on whether we should move forward or not move forward with the program. So, so that's where SAP is sitting. So, the non payment of salaries uh, has really impacted us negatively, Chair. In that there's a lot of employees that are taking us to court in their own personal capacity um, uh, to get their salaries you know, from us. Uh, and we hope with this uh, uh, arrangement that we now have that Minister has alluded to earlier on, that we'll be able to service um, um, uh, this particular interest. So, so in, in the in the main, the same suppliers are still taking the same route that SAP will have taken. And, and, and we have tried uh, our best to uh, contain them and and have these payment arrangements that we've been honoring uh, in the last in the last year. So 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 Chair, moving forward, we 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 have developed a strategy that we presented to the last year in June and approved by him. In that with all of these challenges that we are having, which is liquidity, nothing to do with salaries, the management of IP resources that I have left, uh, we thought it was prudent for us to can be able to it's not reduce the size of the company but reduce the number of divisions that we have we have six, seven divisions at the moment we want to go to a seven a two divisions which is maintenance and engineering and purely because we we, we want to uh, reduce the redundancies and overheads and um, uh, that we normally incur uh, in our in our in our environment and of course just yes, like i said as you can see the a uh, 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 soc holding company concept will be holding this ip at that level and um, so that is better managed at the corporate level. And um, uh, uh, this is the reason why we, we have a model, a model like this. And of course, yes, there are benefits uh, Jay, that are written in terms of the streamlining of the business, uh, getting economies of scale, and so forth. And also, Chay, in the main, if you look at engineering, specifically engineering, is that with the loss of complement that we have in, in the dynamics and some in other divisions. We, we should be able to converge all the engineers under one roof and, and, and be able to be trained some of them that are already in the business to be trained to do some work um, uh, that, that, that we have. So they will be able to read data packs. they will be able to uh, get access to these uh, native files for them to can be able to understand and learn on how to redesign and design um, uh, some of the capabilities and or capabilities that we have lost, uh, including the missiles and so forth. So it is for that reason, uh, Che, that we have developed this particular strategy to deal with our cost base, to restructure our balance sheet, to deal with these overheads and be able to just streamline the business and be focused. And what has been shared by Armsway in terms of partnering, it is for this particular model that we say, and um, uh, we want to build a foundation where we have what we call smart partnering with the rest of the industry. We have been doing it, uh, Che not in L will produce a complete set, for example, of a particular product. It will be the rest of the industry that is involved in, in doing that. So we wanna we wanna we wanna develop that more way and we partner with them. We have a lot of resources chair that are sitting in our books that uh, you know you normally use them once or twice in a year. I mean we can take a test flight engineer that will wait for the aircraft to be completed in terms of maintenance for him to can be able to test it. So it, it will take four months five months so that person will, won't be busy between between that time. So so hence we have uh, the strategy where we see some of these skill that we have they could be utilized elsewhere in the business. Um, uh, and of course yes there will be service level agreements between between the two new business units in order for this to can be able to uh, to operate optimally. Um, and then, uh, that will be my story.
1: Okay. Uh, th- thank you very much um, uh, for the presentation, uh, uh, elaborate and uh, also in- informing, informative. All right. So, Minister, uh, if you just Sister, to
7: put wind
1: up, uh, wind yeah. up the presentation.
3: Thank you. Now, I just want to reemphasize Chair and members, that uh, Danelle is and has been an important part of the sovereign capacity that all of us are referring to. And it's important, as I pointed out earlier, to put it back on its feet, not necessarily in its old and expensive form, but in a lot more lean way, focused on the right areas and with some cash in its pocket to do the things that it needs to do. I think there's a greater possibility of executing some of the ideas that the acting CEO has has put across. And as he pointed out, there's lots of orders available. Um, If we could just sort out the liquidity problem on the one hand, and correctly uh, reattract the skills, which is the same uh, in many of the other SOEs as, as well. The consolidation that you saw on the second last slide into two divisions, I think, is an important step forward in restructuring an, an entity affected by state capture. It's important to reduce the costs, it's important to equally uh, Find partners within government itself so that the entity can move on to a new phase in its life, so to speak, uh, whilst taking into account some of the needs uh, that the Defence Force has, but also do some creative and smart partnering outside. So these are the matters, Chair, that over the next month or six weeks, uh, we as a department will be engaging with the board. Uh, on uh, now that we have a little bit of cash, but it's equally important that the Treasury find some way of supporting the direction that we want to go in and uh, that further discussions with both the Defence Force uh, and Arms Corps would give us the same kind of focus and alignment uh, that we require in order to go forward. On the question of IP, I think there's been a fair exposure to you about the new protective measures that have been put in place. But there's no doubt that uh, Danel was a prize uh, target of many people concerned, both those who engage in malfeasance within South Africa and those who benefited from that elsewhere in the world. So we have now got to, it's like a punch-drunk organization or a broken house that still has its basic pillars in place, but a lot of work has to be done to renovate it and make it habitable again. And that's where we stand. Thank you, Chair.
1: Thank you very much, uh, uh, Minister. All right, colleagues. uh, We have heard it from uh, uh, AMSCO, DINEL, and, and the minister um, on the state of uh, the facilities that we asked them to address us on. Uh, I now open the floor uh, for uh, questions and, and comments. Um, <clears throat> colleagues, I'm, I'm looking on the side. My
0: uh, end is up, sir
1: hand is up Oh, man okay I, I, I don't oh yes yes i can see it all right no let me just take down the
4: hands do you do you, do you tell me you, you you didn't expect me to ask a question
1: <laughs> no 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 not really uh what about all right just, so uh, so i have two hands already is it is, is so it's uh Marais and radar all right let me take these two hands for now. And Mr. Murray and, and Mr. Reid in, in
4: that order. Thank you very much, Chair. Thank you, Minister, and uh, to Denel and to Armscor as well. Um, I want to address my first questions due to, to the Minister, based on his um, briefing that he gave us, but also in terms of what we have heard, uh, Minister. I think if you had listened very carefully to both Denel and, uh, and 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 Armscor. Um, it is two quite different opinions on the same matter. Quite opposing as well, to a large extent. If you hear what the arms corps has said and the frustrations and what they have started to do in terms of the aid data, whereas um, uh, Danielle is still talking exclusive uh, use of that and, and ownership. So, So that in itself tells me that there's a major problem and a challenge. If the, the SNDF is their, is their major uh, client. And if the chairperson is right, that 80% of the order book is for the SNDF, um, then obviously what, then Daniel and the uh, arms must talk from the same hymn book and the same page. And that quite clearly is not the case. Um, I want to ask you, Minister, um, some years ago, the, in terms of the future of denel and and what to do with denel was was supposed to go to cabinet has cabinet taken a decision on the future of denel and 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 whether have you considered um allowing pre- private equity partners to some of the divisions of denel um have you considered uh, selling the the 49% in rdm to rdm uh, for a liquidity uh, injection as well. Um, and, and then also in terms of the 1 billion rand that you are talking about, it seems like you think that's a lot of money. If you, if you had uh, listened to Danil, they have said that they owe five, five, uh, over 500 million rand, employees 800 million rand, suppliers 600 million rand, so you're talking about close to uh, 2 billion rand. Um, so in other words, the 1 billion rand is but 50% of what they need to just start moving forward. And then there's no operational capital available. Then, they've, then that, that 2 billion rand, and we have seen today, yesterday, um, court, uh, court cases where it has been granted against the NL, um by trade unions. So it seems like there are quite a number of of court cases that has been concluded. I, I, I specifically want to ask about that because it seems like that order book that they rely on um, might be a very, very flimsy uh, order book in, or, or, or reliance. Let's be honest, Minister, the SNDF, the Department of Defence, also do not have money. You, you, you've been Minister of Finance, so you know you can read the, the budget and you know what has happened with the special defence account. You know what has what have been appropriated now yesterday in, in the budget. There's not even enough money to do the midlife upgrades of one frigate. What to say all of these purchases and hoof aster and all of that. So, so maybe you must give us an indication of, of um, really the, the, the future of nel given all these cases. And if you can just touch on that, that 1 billion rand, when that can be uh, expected, and whether you have um, liaised with trade unions as well. Then in terms of the rest of nel I just want to ask Danelle about the, the IPs. Um, you have said that the IPs are quite well secured. Um, how many of the security contractors have withdrawn from various sites due to non-payment? We know that uh, those security systems, like surveillance systems, fences, etc., cannot be maintained with a lack of funds. And if they have lost those contractors, how secure is the IP? And remember, you they have... Uh, um, um, requested staff to work from home. So in other words, it's not in a secure campus um, in a Denel building where, where, where you can protect those things. So, so those things are very, very important. I want to ask Denel as well about the the aid data. Um, have they approached any other company to assist them, uh, specifically, you know, have they have they approached people like Insult, Incomar, uh, some of the other local industry um, suppliers and, and producers and manufacturers? Armscore specifically referred to that they have started to work with with other companies, approaching them to to, to manufacture, develop, and manufacture the A data. Can can Armscore give us any indications of who are the companies that they have talked to? I also want to ask about the A data to the NEL. Um, that contract with Brasilia um, has been, I think, an, there's been a long overrun. If I if 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 I have my information correct, it should have been supplied long time ago. Are there any penalties on those non delivery of of those orders? And 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 to what extent um, is is uh, and what is the amount? And how can that? implicate, uh, you know, the, the organization going forward. I want to ask the question also about the security and the fact that, that the presenter has said that it's to large extent belongs to people who have the knowledge. But if my information is right, and they have to a certain extent admitted to that, that they have lost an enormous lot of engineers. And we know where those engineers are now. They are in the Middle East. They are in the UAE, they are in in Saudi Arabia. So is it not too late? And maybe, Minister, are we not beyond the point of no return with Denel? And and you know that we cannot go on like this and that between Denel and Armsport, we have to start to rationalise. Have you considered, Minister, migrating some of these strategic divisions for of uh for, for, for the SNDF? Migrating that to the Department of Defense, where they are more closely linked and related and placed to Arms Corps and the Department of Defense. Um, I want to ask uh, for Danelle. I have seen over the last couple of days, quite incidentally, um, vehicles similar to the Badger used by Malaysia. And I think the turret comes from Denel, And my information is, is that still a contract with Malaysia going on? And, and, and to what extent can that be beneficial going forward? And is, are there certain commitments at the moment? Um, Danel has indicated that they have settled a court case with SARP. Now, SARP is the suppliers of the Gripen. Coincidentally, I just want to point out to, to Danielle Gripen. You spell with one p, and not two p's. So maybe it's very important going forward if you want to supply the Gripen stuff. Um, on 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 that, um, uh, yeah. Can I just you know and and also because if if we must move forward and supply the missile, remember we are still we'll also talk about the Umkontu, the Umquanto is is also missiles needed by the navy. So so, um, to what extent can dynamics with those few people that you have indicated to us can dynamics dynamics in, in all practical purposes can they do something and and provide information? Um, also, uh, to Corps, just a question: um, Do will Armscor have enough money? To uh, maintain the Kruppen maintenance contracts or or go into new maintenance contracts, we know what, what 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 has been budgeted yesterday, and that is no no beautiful and nice picture uh, for us to look at that. So so that is a major major concern. Um, yeah, and then and then maybe just lastly, Chairperson, uh, person, if I can use my last questions for you. Um, Yeah, that's about it. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm very concerned about the the NEL, that maybe we don't get exactly the same information and that it seems like conflicting information and that what we perceive and what has been reported outside and what we hear from Arms Corps and from the SNDF is not the same that the NEL is is, is giving us. So that seems to be quite conflicting and it is our duty as the Joint Standing Committee on Defence Who's responsible to assist the, the Department of Defence and the SNDF, that we get to the bottom of this? Uh, somewhere, somewhere along the line, we we will have to t- sing from one hymn book uh, and 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 you know talk from the same page. Chairperson, for the moment, that I will s- stop there. Thank you.
1: Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Rader.
10: Yeah. Good evening, Chair and colleagues um, and Minister. Thank you for for joining us. Um, Look, I I do think that tonight's discussion would have probably been more beneficial if we not only had the Minister here, much as we appreciate his attendance, I think uh, we also need to have the Defence Minister and probably the Finance Minister all in attendance because uh, then we could have a proper discussion about the future of Danelle. Because realistically speaking, and I mean... Minister Gordon was previously a Minister of Finance, so he knows exactly what writing was put on what wall uh, yesterday afternoon. And indeed, the picture that's been presented to us today probably falls fairly short of uh, what we can potentially hope for for Donnell, even with the best intentions, because realistically there just isn't money to back them up. And the comment about SOEs is that there's there's not going to be bailouts and there's not going to be further funds coming through. Now, uh, Minister Gordon, I really appreciated your frank position in your introduction. Um, and I think that we're at that stage where we have to be honest about the state of Danelle, Uh, because frankly, uh, it's quite obvious from Arm Corps' discussion, uh, Danelle has let down Arms Corps. Uh, Danelle has let down... South Africa, really, and, and our defense force, certainly, um, through uh, allowing themselves to be pillaged and plundered in the manner that they have. But I think Mr. Maria is quite right in saying that, you know, we, we need to now establish what is going to be the way forward. And, and honestly, I think that uh, saying that our intellectual property is well guarded is, is, is yeah, I mean, that, that, that's naive in the extreme uh it is probably well guarded but it's well guarded in the middle east somewhere certainly not in south africa so um yeah what what is the future of Donnell is probably the biggest discussion that we need to have how can we safeguard a little bit of intellectual property that remains uh, uh what say, safe uh in the care of Donnell, and and whether it's worth moving it into the defense force uh back into the defense force budget and, and looking after it there um, I think that we're going to have those answers probably by, through the newly announced uh, SOE uh, special committee that the uh, the president has spoken about. But the reality is that I think we're all in agreement that looking at the structure of Danel that was put to us this evening, uh, Danel can't survive in its current state. Certainly, there's divisions that are very necessary. Uh, there are divisions that are still really beneficial and actually firing on, on on at least three and a half of the four cylinders. So we've got a couple of divisions within Donnell that are, that, that are still doing what, what's expected of them and are doing it well. So, you know, when do we get to a point where we pull the plug on certain divisions, focus on what we can still do properly, uh, concentrate our, our, our attention and our focus, and of course that of the engineers and, and, and the uh, construction personnel the design guys that are still involved there, focusing their attention on stuff that works um, and 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 stuff that is going to help them dig themselves out of the hole. I really think that uh, we need to take a big step back, look at what is going to work, because if, if we just carry on trying to to use a shotgun approach to let's fix the null, pretend things are not uh, as they really are, we're, uh, we're going to be wasting more of the taxpayers' money. Um, and really, yeah, not, not not achieving what we set out to do. Uh, massive redesign required. It's actually as disappointing to see, uh, you know, I mean, I think we all have a reasonably good idea of the state of denial. Uh, disappointing to see it again, put, uh, you know, trotted out before us, but also to see almost the denial uh, in the presentation. But, yeah, let's really focus on getting getting ourselves out of the situation. You know, obviously that... Uh, uh There should be consequences for people that have done things uh in the past there, there must be consequences uh but let the zonda commission and let the the SIU deal with those. I think the the point is now we need to focus on on building something that can work for us going forward. That should be our pressing uh and urgent focus as we go forward um and but yeah we, we really have to start being honest with each other. Thank you, chairperson.
1: Thank, thank you very much, uh, Mr. Rader. Uh, let me just check if we there's still more hands. All right, uh, Honorable Mute, uh, you're
11: next. Yeah, th- thank you, Chair, uh, and good evening to uh, everyone in the platform. Uh, Chair, maybe my my first question will go to the Minister of. Uh, 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 public enterprises. One, uh, there's a resolve in terms of uh, relocating DINEL to DOD. Is it? Is it
1: possible to set your mic, sorry, your audio, your vision? Your, your
11: yeah, due to network, I always move. Uh, okay, no, it's fine. Uh, all right. Yeah, all right. Thanks. One, my question: uh, uh, There's a resolve to move uh, Dinel uh, uh, from public enterprise uh, to DOD. Uh, what's what's this take? And uh, uh, with regard to that, are there any engagement uh, to ensure that uh, that resolve is implemented? Secondly, secondly, chair, uh, the presentation given by by Tinel and the presentations and several presentations that we have received from AMSCO, Uh and I want to agree with uh, Honorable Marie to some extent that uh, these are two uh, presentations that do not give us the same picture. We all get continuously get the picture that uh, says to us uh, 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 Dinell is in a west-west-west state uh, than we could imagine. Uh, but today the presentation of uh, Dinell uh, seems to be diplomatic, uh, saying no, not all is worse. Uh, uh, it's only uh, dinel dynamics where we've got uh, serious challenges uh uh there's an element of uh uh dishonesty I think seated where I'm seated. We will not be sure as a committee who's uh, 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 uh actually giving the correct picture uh, in terms of
0: the state. Have I lost to Tabo? We've all lost him, Chair.
1: Oh, I see. Okay. I thought um, yeah, I was cut out. Uh, Tabo, are you back? I can see he's trying to... uh s- still speaking. Uh, I think it's, we lost him due to uh, challenges. And uh, I can see... Uh, another hand, I don't know, is Chief of the Defence, I don't know whose hand is this, uh, I don't want to make a mistake. Good evening, Admiral Morris, uh, Chief, Acting Chief Defence Material. Okay, that's Thank fine. You. All right, over to you. C- can I get your name? Uh, you said
12: you are? Thank you, Ch- uh, Chairperson, uh, it is Admiral Morris, I'm the chief defense material. Uh, good evening to the chair. Good evening to the minister. Good evening to the secretary of defense as well, as the CEO and as well uh, from AMSCO and his, uh, his delegation as well as, uh, AMSCO and the rest of the committee. Um, chair, if I may just, uh, um, also maybe just air my view, not responding to the questions, but maybe from a perspective of the the, the the end user, meaning the South African National Defence Force. Uh, I've uh, noted that the Chief of the Air Force is also in attendance. Um, Jay, um, from, from the presentation from the now, we have observed that um, we do have a challenge in terms of the loss of the capacity. But uh, the capacity uh, and the, the uh, possible IP that has been alluded to to, to abroad or somewhere else, um, the challenge which we are having in terms of the South Africa National Defence Force is with the loss of the um, security contracts, uh, and one of the honourable members alluded to, the IEP, but also to the insecurity or potential insecurity of our hardware uh, at the various Daniel premises. Uh, It went to such a stage that we had to intervene as the South African National Defence Force uh, because of the nature of the assets that are basically in possession of uh, OMSCO at this moment, uh, Daniel, uh, uh, my apologies, Chair. Uh, We are seriously concerned about that aspect and uh, it is resultant from the uh, non- Payment of salaries, uh, inability to pay security contracts—that is a major concern because once these assets actually lands in the wrong hands, that might cause a, a bit of a challenge. If i that might even escalate to um, a, a, a threat uh, from within, as we speak, uh, Chairperson. So that is one thing. I think we uh, the, the South African National Defence Force is very concerned about this, and we have released correspondence to that effect. Um, secondly, uh, uh, chairperson, looking at the loss of the capacity from Banel Dynamics specifically, um, we have observed that it was presented by by uh, um, Armsco that there is a possibility to extend the life of the current missiles with another two years. That we have discussed. However, if we look at the capacity of the NEL to deliver on the current A data missile, the Unconto, the English, etc., etc., to a person, um, we are very doubtful if the NEL Dynamics even with partnering, even if they have the data packs, will be able to deliver hardware, meaning missiles, to the South African Navy, the Mkontu missile, the South African Army, as well as the rest of the missile family at this moment. We are concerned about that because that touches on the very same nerve of the edge of the protection of the South African uh, airspace, which is the mandate of the chief of the Air Force. And the chief of the and then a maritime domain, the chief of the South African Navy. It, it we have this the, view that we will have to be we will in the maritime domain if the NEL cannot provide us with the with the Mkontu um, muscle, which uh, Honorable Moray has alluded to. Um, if we do not receive or do not have Mkontu muscles anymore, once again, we will be dependent on the um the, the the SSM the surface to surface missile of uh, uh, SSM40 from abroad which comes at a real expensive uh, uh cost to the department of the fin- department of defense maybe to elevate the, the situation a bit uh, chairperson uh, it must be noted that um the defense Force has been subjected to to many uh, uh, baseline reductions, slant budget cuts. There is an understanding for the fiscal pressures uh, on national treasury uh, from other environments in other departments. That is fine, but the challenge is if the defence force is not capa- is not um, uh, um, capacitated or not capacitated actually does not receive an increase in the baseline for capital acquisition as well as technologies, as well as the maintenance and report, as well as technology funding, uh, the NEL can be revived as much as we so wish to uh, because um, there must be a balanced approach that needs to be followed between the funding of the Defence Force to actually actually expedite the uh, special defence account uh, projects Uh, or the funding that's there, as well as uh, the the rest of the funding. Maybe to allude to something else, which we are very concerned about. We have um, uh, have, um, been informed, and we do have copies of a 1992 document, which is in Afrikaans. My apologies, chairperson and members of the committee. That specific document was called a separation agreement. We call it a sharing agreement, which speaks to three options if a situation like the NEL is finding itself in right now. It actually proposed many, many months ago that the NEL, there will be three options. One, to be liquidated. Number two, that the remainder of the NEL be transferred back to the National Defense, to the Department of Defense as it's been stated, and number three, an injection from national treasury. That was the three options um, that's basically in that document, which is still um, still in force um, and it can be contested possibly in a court of law. Lastly, Chairperson, from, from ourselves at this moment, or from, from, from ourselves, we need to understand that these things um, basically links up to the incapacitation because we are called on anytime, time, uh, Chairperson, and we need hardware and we understand the circumstances, but we are in the predicament as we speak. I thank you, Chairperson, I submit.
1: Uh, th- thank you very much um, uh, for that. Uh, <clears throat> I recognize uh, the Deputy uh, Minister uh, who has just uh, joined, joined us. Uh, I don't know. <coughs> how much of the discussion was he able to uh, uh, catch Uh, but he will indicate when he wants to um, uh, say uh, to to make his remarks and uh, dm you are welcome and i will hear when you want to say something uh, from you, okay, uh, Mr. Mutle? Thank you very much, Honourable Chair. Thank you, and committee members. Thank you. Thanks, dear. Uh, the table was in the meeting, and the system. System. <laughs> the platform. Still on the platform.
11: No, yeah, thanks, Chair. this is the the disadvantage of being a villager. Uh, so you always suffer network in the villages.
13: Let's go back to Parliament.
11: <laughs> yeah <that would laughs> yeah okay. okay yeah i think I think uh, by the time I got kicked off uh, I had raised the first question to to the minister. My second question and I've also uh, seeked clarity around uh, the two presentations as to uh which presentation is it depicting the real state with regard to 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 denial? Uh, uh, thirdly, chair, uh, it's around a point that was raised by the SECDEF around uh, 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 IPs uh, uh, with regard to the funding that they made available. They are making available towards uh, CSIR, and their limitation in terms of then them owning uh, the IPs thereof. Uh, as a result of legislation that are put in place, I want to. I want to. What What does the Sec Def suggest that uh, uh, should be done? Uh, does she think that uh, uh, probably there uh, will there be a need to revisit those uh, 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 those uh, uh, piece of legislations that uh, uh, are a limitation? Uh, on their side with regard to 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 the ips versus uh, them availing resources for for product that uh, they will not uh, necessarily have uh, ownership in terms of ips on uh yeah i think i'll'll i'll, 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 I'll pike it there chair uh, thank you
1: very much uh, table uh, for your uh, comments colleagues um i want to associate uh, myself with the, the the comments that the two presentations um, uh, seem to be moving uh, parallel uh, to each other. Uh, on one end, um, AMSCO says this relationship is problematic, and it is time that they move on, and uh, <clears throat> to that extent, they have identified uh, uh, options. That they they are they've started weighing options, and uh, <clears throat> and they've listed those options. and Danelle was in the meeting when they did that. In other words, they are moving on because <clears throat> they can't wait. Uh, for DNL to address its own challenges because um, <clears throat> they need uh, this capability. It, it, it seems to me that DNL is in a state of denial. Uh, they seem to be refusing to accept that. Um, uh, it's uh, the DOD's major client, and uh, it's starting to weigh its option because uh, they can't wait for Dinel to, you know, to uh, sort its uh, house out. They they can't wait because Dinel is. Not, is not likely to come out of the situation that they're in in the near future. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know, I think let's, let's come back to that point, uh, Minister uh, uh, Dinel, uh, so that uh, we, we, we actually, we, we don't want uh, to see the two entities moving uh, parallel to each other. Let there be a shared understanding that look. Whilst we are fixing, uh, number one, accepting the, the the challenges that we are in, and 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 the impact that it they have on you, and uh, you'll move you you you'll move on and will be fixing uh, those challenges, and then when the time is right, we'll then come together again. Uh, but at least there's a way forward on the part of of AMSCO to say, in view of. The situation we Dinel is facing, and the fact that we are not receiving uh, a service, uh, this is what we are going to do. But with Dinel, I, the, the the it's it's problems and the problems and challenges and challenges, I, I don't see how, what they are doing, uh, to come out of, of of the situation. If anything, I that's my view, they will lose more and more uh, personnel. By the time they wake up, and uh, there'll be uh, very few people that they would, um, you know, rebuild uh, a denial with. And it will take ages for them to attract the, the, the skill back uh, to denial. Once capability is capability that was built over time. Over a long period of time, once lost, once lost, uh, to restore it is not going to be an event. It is going to take a, a very long time to do so. Now we're in an environment where there is competition, and the competition is not as it was when. Dinell was building its own uh, a capability. So it would be uh, uh, trying to restore its, capa- its capability in an environment that is uh, highly competitive. And by then they would have well, lost uh, part of its uh, IP. Like you said, it's in the head of some of the people and um, they've gone away with it. And the horse is already bolted. Yes, you are now trying to come up with the restraints of trade, but the horse is already bolted. Uh, those people are out there. You know, uh, they've left with this. Uh, uh, you know, uh, knowledge because you you could not, uh, you know, manage it at a time when um, those people were. Uh, in your employment. So these are the challenges that we we, we, we are facing. And the minister, uh, maybe if you you, you come in on, on, on that part and also deal with the questions that the other colleagues have actually uh, raised.
3: Uh, thank you, Chairperson, and thanks to the honourable members for the issues they have raised and for I don't know what his title is, but Mr. Morris, or Chief Morris. Um, Admiral uh, Morris. Admiral, okay. I didn't Sorry. get that. Oh, if, so uh, forgive forgive uh, my disrespect. Uh, I'm just an ordinary mister, you see. Um, so let me start with what you said, Chair. I, I you see, we could have said exactly what you said about many entities that were impacted by state capture, corruption, mismanagement, theft, and many other phenomena. So some have uh, begun to be placed on the road to recovery. Some are struggling. So if you take uh, some of the rail entities, it's it's tough. But nonetheless, uh, the minister concerned there is opening up uh, lines for commuters. After many years of of trouble in that environment. And uh, what I would say is be a little bit more patient with us. Uh, We will be getting uh, assistance from the SOE Council and the private sector component. They are also helping, (coughs) excuse me, to bring in uh, financial analysts and uh, turnaround specialists to provide assistance to us. And uh, as I said to you earlier on, recovery from state capture and uh, trying to put a broken house together again, uh, which Mr. Murray doesn't make any reference to, is hard work and it's tough work. The second point is that at this point in time, I don't see the two presentations as contradictory. Forgive me. Both describe uh, the shortcomings of Denel. Both uh, describe the fact that there are certain needs that the SANDF has, and that contingency measures or strategic measures will have to be put in place in order to meet the needs of the SANDF. And I think that is uh, already happening and has been happening for some time. And uh, What we want, all of us, is an SANDF that is modern, that is uh, fit for purpose in the modern environment, as the Admiral was pointing out, and the ARMS colleagues as well, and uh, that should be the objective that we want to actually work towards. Um, If Danelle had cash tomorrow morning of, say, three or four billion rands available for operating capital. We'll be talking a different story today. But that is not available. And Mr. Murray, I know a billion is is a pittance compared to the numbers that you've added on. I understand that. Uh, (coughs) But it's a start, excuse me, for where we need to get to. And I think Mr. Ryder, uh, Chairperson, gives a much more realistic uh, perspective on Danel, where he says, work with the things that uh, still have capacity for the future to go on operating and evaluate whether you want to still be involved in areas that have been badly damaged. And at the same time, We've got to work out with the uh, ARMSCO colleagues and the SANDF colleagues and the Minister of Defense and the Deputy Minister of Defense and ourselves will be engaged in that dialogue um, as to what can strategically be, inverted commas, outsourced and what is it for sovereign reasons that we want to still build uh, capacity amongst ourselves. Uh, admiral liquidation is not on the on the on the table at this point in time although some would like to see that happen and uh i think we need a few more discussions amongst ourselves and then we can come back to the joint committee or standing committee on 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 this particular matter so let me uh, chair uh, respond to some of the specific questions that the honorable members have raised Uh, what position has cabinet taken? I mean, we've all been given uh, a mandate to restructure and reposition with the help of the SOE Council as many of these entities as we can. But as you heard the Minister of Finance say, and those are positions that we've taken, that we also have to evaluate whether we need all the SOEs that are currently on our list as as a country, and which of them need to be consolidated, which of them need to find their way out of uh, existence, and which of them need to continue and be strengthened in in some kind of way. So those are issues, Chair, that uh, we will have to deal with as as, as we go. And that will include, (coughs) as we have done, uh with SAA, but uh, with many others as well. RDM is a private equity partner. Hensalt is one as well uh, with a majority shareholding. And so if you run down that list, you'll see that uh, there are many uh, initiatives in this regard that have already taken place. And perhaps, as you correctly point out, Mr. Murray, uh, more of these initiatives need to be taken, and that's something that we'll be looking at as well. You call the order book frenzy. I don't know. I'm not familiar with the order book. I'm not sure whether you are, but uh, it's there. Even if half of it materializes, uh, it's of some help, I think, in, in in terms of understanding the future and where we need to go. On the issue of the security companies that you've raised, I'll, I'll discuss that with the board of Tenel and get a better understanding uh, on that particular matter. Um, and there are issues that our arms of colleagues uh, need to address in terms of which companies they, they have actually spoken to. Um, <clears throat> you've mentioned the countries that engineers have gone to. I've been trying to, because this is a public forum, try to be polite about where these uh, uh individuals went to and where the IP went to. Uh, but uh, your point can be noted in that particular return. Have we reached a point of no return? I'll let you know in the next two months whether we've actually got to a point of no return. At this point in time, I don't think so. Um, But uh, let's see how how that process uh, continues. On the technical issue of the Badger and the Turret, uh, the management team can respond to that. And... um, As the admiral pointed out, I think the issue of budget uh, availability and fiscal capacity of the state uh, chair, as you know, is one that affects every department and every entity. Um, I don't, the word honest and dishonest and so on has been used. I don't think that's a bit fair. We've been very frank with you. We've put all the facts on the table. Uh, As far as I know, this is our first engagement with your committee, Chair, uh, and we need to perhaps uh, have opportunities to brief you once we know which path we are uh, following in addition to the normal portfolio committees uh, that we actually uh, speak to. And as Mr. Ryder pointed out, uh, the SOE Council is also being instructed by the President to look at some of the issues that have been raised in terms of the viability of uh, some of the, uh, well, all the SOEs, and some tough choices will have to be made as we go forward. Whether it involves Denel or not, I don't know. But as soon as we get to that point, we we have an obligation to keep you informed uh, as well. And as I said earlier on, Mr. Ryder correctly points out. There are some divisions that with a little bit of assistance uh, can get back on their feet. So, for example, if SARS, uh, some arrangement can be made with SARS about tax clearance certificates. PMP uh, can get orders and those run into, I saw one today uh, for about 140 million rands, check. And... Uh, those sorts of things would be of assistance in bringing cash uh, into, into the system. And he's right, concentrate and focus on what, what actually works. And I can assure him that this is not about denialism, but it is about taking a more positive uh, approach uh, and being hopeful in a context where uh, we, we have a tough road to recovery. Uh, given all the other factors that have taken place in addition to state capture, and where we haven't got rid of the culture of corruption completely from every single entity. We see it elsewhere in, in other SOEs as well. Uh, Mr. Mottler's uh, question about DoD and NEL. well, once we're ready uh, to address that question, we'll get back to you. Um, and uh, Admiral Morris's point, perhaps a best made in a in a bilateral meeting with ourselves uh, or with Danelle, and uh, we can canvas where we find points of agreement and points of departure and where alternate solutions need to be found. So, Chair, I would agree with you that uh, this is a process that might take a bit of time and the state will have to do what it has to do in order to acquire those things that it needs to acquire. Um, But it's important, as I pointed out in my introductory remarks, that we need to find common purpose, not contradictory purposes, uh, amongst ourselves so that we can make these institutions uh, work for for all of us and uh, that partnering both within government and outside of government as several of the members have advised uh, through SEPs and other mechanisms is going to be very useful as we go forward. So we're not opposed to that in principle by any means. And we'd like to explore uh, the possibilities uh, as as the management is currently doing uh, with other entities as well. So thank you, Shere, as I said, uh, in rounding up that once we know a little bit more about where we're going, uh, we can come back to your committee. Thanks for this opportunity.
1: Uh, thank you very much, uh, uh, Minister. Um, uh, SecDef, before I go to the DM, uh, are there any questions that you
0: would, uh, need to...
2: Chairperson, not really questions, but uh, probably to touch on some points that have been made. Chairperson, I think that um, the two presentation, both the AMSCO and the the Dinelle, uh, presentation, they may have been different in slight in in slant in the sense that the Dinelle one was just painting a picture to the meeting. For, uh, about what is obtaining NDNL and the challenges that exist there. The one of AMSCO, it was more about the uh, specific and pinpointed areas uh, that have to do with the, with the things that they are procuring on behalf of the, the department. However, Chair, the common denominator between the two presentations is the fact that the picture that comes out of these two presentations, I don't think that they give us a sense of comfort. In the sense that even with the arms you see that the maintenance is running behind. Uh, with that, uh, some complications set in. And then with Dinell, it's, it's, um, it, it talks to the loss of the capacity. It also uh, talks to the issues of uh, whether, um, you know, how long, Dinelle? I think the question we'll ask ourselves is, how long are we uh, going to continue in the state in which we find ourselves? And I think the point has been made, uh, even by Minister Borden, that we need to engage as the two departments. Yes, governance-wise, Dinelle falls under the Department of Public Enterprise. However, the business that Dinelle is involved in has to do with the security um, sector, and specifically also um, the, the capabilities of, of defense. So that's where the issue is. Now, Jay, how quickly we find the solution to resolve these matters of the will determine whether we have the survival of the uh, defense, and then also whether we're going to end up with a defense that is still able To deliver on its mandate, which is to protect and and to defend South Africa, its borders and the state institution, and then it also, chairperson, we we it's a frank discussion that we need to have, frank, open, but also uh, being objective as we deal with that. If we look at what uh, the issues that we are we are trying to deal with. They have to do, money is but one of the things that can help us move forward on the issue of denial. However, we have seen, I think, when their acting CEO was presenting on the human resource capacity they have. Now, if those people have left our shores and their knowledge has been imparted to the countries that they've gone to, to what extent can we even rely that if we had the money and we said, come back. How are they going to be uh, of use to us? Uh, and and probably those are some of the the the, the questions that we need uh, uh, to talk about. I am also, chairperson, very nervous uh, about the speed with which we are going to move in trying to find the solution to denial. Because if we are not uh, careful, we may end up with a, a situation where we are not even so sure whether we'll be faced with the potential of having to look for strategic capabilities from elsewhere outside the borders of South Africa. And I think from a security point of view, it is something that is it, it, going to pose a lot of challenges uh, because we can't be a country and still rely on strategic capabilities to be solved elsewhere. Yes, there are some that we can still solve, maybe from the broader South African defence industry, but there may just be some that we will lose and we'll have to source them external to the borders of South Africa. And those are the things that we, 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 we need to uh, talk about. So, but at the end of it all, and central to everything else, is whether the role that the Defence Force is playing now, will we still be able to continue playing the role? And if so, for how long are we going to continue to do so? Jefferson, even if we continued, it means that there is an honour on all of us to still continue as well with research and development, because that's where we will derive our IP. That we are we, we we are we are talking about. So, in the conversations that I think we should be having, chairperson, is to be frank to say, the state in which Dinel is in right now is Dinel salvageable. If the answer is yes, is it salvageable in its entirety, or we should now even be saying that what are the aspects of Dinel that can be salvaged? Yes, of course, for us, we can say that, yes, maybe let's look at those areas that we think are critical um, to the delivery of the capabilities of the Defence Force. But if you look, really, quite a lot of our capabilities come from uh, from DINEL. So sometimes it's a little bit difficult to say, what can we pick and what can we leave and say we will see it um, at the next time around. So. Um, uh, as the minister is saying, yes, there will be engagements, but I think that a uh, 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 chair. My 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 parting shot is that yes, as we look at all of these things, I don't think we have the luxury of time because you know uh, time is moving very fast, and I think, um, uh, like I said, that both presentations they don't give anyone a sense of comfort because. Even where they are doing maintenance is also running late, and we have some of the projects that are with that we know that they will never be delivered uh, 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 on, and then some of them are running almost five years behind schedule. So that in itself will also um, uh, create other 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 problems. I thought, Chairperson, let me make just those comments to say, from a broader perspective, these are the issues, but. For us, they are very critical because it is about the survival of the department in itself, in as far as the delivery on its mandate is concerned. Thank you, Chef. Yeah,
0: thank, thank you very much, Sector. Uh, um, uh, DM, um, we are concluding now. Chairperson, uh, thank you very much uh, <clears throat> for the opportunity,
14: and my apology for. Joining the sitting of the oversight, I mean, of the Joint Standing Committee on Defence, late. I hope my apology was submitted on time, Chair. My sincere apology. I am, Chair, covered by the the remarks and comments made by the Minister of uh, State Enterprises. What he he has said for me is adequate for the purposes of uh, uh, the Joint Standing Committee on Defense uh, uh, business in today's meeting. Uh, Because I did not sit through the presentations, yes the presentation of uh, arms school, I have uh, had sight of it, but the presentation of Dinella did not have sight of it. Um, That notwithstanding, I'm still covered by what uh, the Minister of uh, Public Enterprises said. With respect to the following points that he raised here. Yes, we are in a very unprecedented tactical trouble as the defense establishment of this country. We have not been here before. Uh, But uh, the point is that, uh, challenged as we are now, uh, we should not remove the macroeconomic and political consequences of the problem we are dealing with. Because, as through you, Chair, as we all know, the industry we are talking about in its genesis in this country was a highly political development. It was a highly political development because it was an intervention to buttress a highly political program the country was embarking upon. And it shall always remain that way, that we cannot divorce the place of this industry in our national affairs from our political agenda. Second point, Chair, is what the the Minister of Public Enterprises said to say, it is not Dinell alone that is a victim of uh, wrong things that happened under state capture, that brought it to where it is. There are other state-owned enterprises that, as he has said, are going through the care of being stabilised and to give them the opportunity of throwing back the capacities that they had before. Government has taken that stance for a very good reason, and the reasons are strategic, because it would have been easy to say liquidate and the same principle, in my understanding, would apply to what we are discussing: our industry and the state-owned enterprises that have constituted the backbone of our industry. To say uh, liquidation is—it's it's an easy, it's an easy, you know, option that. Uh, we can think of uh, uh, confronted by the situation immediately. But if you take things in their totality, you may find that uh, just as with the other uh, state-owned enterprises, you can only cut your nose to spite your face. The third point, Chair, is that uh, the Joint Standing Committee on Defense mandate and responsibility for parliament is to make sure that our defense organization is always fighting fit. And here the issue is what capabilities of the South African National Defense Force are being compromised by the state of the defense industry? and in particular, these state-owned enterprises. Um, The the answer to that, of course, is to say the earlier strategy of saying South Africa's defense industry can be kept harming and in good health from orientating it towards external markets, not the domestic budget of the South African National Defense Force. It's still correct, that strategy. It can work, and it has worked. That DINEL is where it is today. It is not because of, uh, you know, DINEL not not being able to make business sense as an enterprise. It is because of things that were, Uh, totally not business, Uh, uh, subjective, uh, you know, uh, interest that uh, created the problem. But the the second point to the Transatlantic Committee on Defense is that for the South African National Defense Force to fight, uh, to be in, to be combat ready, the way constitutionally we are obligated, this is a constitutional obligation, it is there, you can read the, I mean, the sentiments in the constitution. What the founders of the of uh, of our democracy thought about our defense establishment. My point is that there is now also coupled with keeping the industry running by orientating it towards external markets, the the allocation of resources to the to the military organization of this country itself. Has to be to be turned around, it, because even as these capabilities, the missile systems that we are talking about, that we are able uh, to produce, and many other systems, they can be there. But if government does not give the South African National Defence to acquire them, the capabilities of our defence force would still be problematic as they are. So, the budget allocation of our defence force has Matter of urgency, they, it must bounce back and it must be turned around. Otherwise, the capabilities we had uh, uh, will be lost, as uh, it would have been shared with uh, with the meeting this evening. Uh, in conclusion, all I think from my side chair, I can say is that from the ministry, we will insist to make sure that the two entities. The two organizations, they meet AMSCO and TNAM in the context of the spirit of the Joint Standing Committee of Defense this evening and work out a plan that will help to get us out of where we are. Speakers have spoken to very many concrete things that they've commented about. I don't want to go there. The two enterprises must meet, and after they have met, we should come again as the two ministries, the Minister of Defence and the Minister of uh, Public Enterprises, to endorse the way forward that would have been put by the technicians. That's what I can say, Chair, to uh, the committee through you. Thank you very much.
1: Uh, Thank you very much, uh, uh, DiEM. I think we have uh, (coughs) uh, exhausted uh, the the, the discussion, at least uh, for today, Uh, but we will have to do a follow-up on some of the issues. One issue that we need to do a follow-up on, which um, we request the department to will be both departments uh, to be seized with, is the review of the uh, Intellectual Property Rights Act Uh, to once again put uh, AMSCO uh, in a position where they become uh, the custodian of the DOD's uh, intellectual uh, property. Um, They've been doing a good job in maintaining that capability and keeping it up to date. But with the act that has been, uh, with this act, they are uh, losing uh, this uh, capability. I think uh, the CEO mentioned that the capability that was there before the act came into being uh, is now suffering from its uh, uh, obsolescence. Uh, so, due to the changes that came about as a result of this legislation, so let's review it, and uh, so that uh, we quickly address this, uh, 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 two, this this issue. And two, uh, we all agree here uh, in this meeting that um, a, a capable defence uh, industry, it, it's a key element. Of the country's uh, defense uh, capability, and 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 that uh, we must quickly uh, address the challenges uh, facing uh, denial. Um, <clears throat> if uh, uh, the, the Minister of Finance was saying, we need to review uh, those uh, the this, uh, SOEs, see which one we keep one uh, which one which ones uh, we let go. This one we must keep. Uh, <clears throat> we must keep uh, because uh, it's, it's critical in supporting the defense Force uh, to sustain uh, and upgrade and, and maintain its uh, own uh, systems and, uh, and equipment without having to rely on uh, other other countries um, uh, for that. And it provides the cheapest form of, um, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, maintenance and uh, systems uh, upgrade uh, to the to the defense force because it's homegrown and um, it's our own sovereign uh, capability. And uh, <clears throat> so I think. We, there's that acceptance, and, and the last point I want to to mention, which the the the, the armscom has come back on, we accept that um, uh, there are divisions uh, that are still uh, uh, performing, uh, like the uh, the, the, the division on. Uh, uh, Oralnotics, uh, which continues to provide uh, a service, and uh, I think it was uh, a good idea that uh, it's 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 uh, budget ring fenced so that uh, <clears throat> it's paid directly for the service uh, it is providing uh, to the to AMSCO and the Department of and, and the SNDF. On the on contracting directly uh, with the subcontractors to uh, Dinel, we don't want to make. I I don't wish us. We don't wish us to make a comment on it, because um, it's not it's not what was ideal. But uh, you got thrown into that situation that if 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 Dinel um, is having challenges and and, and the subcontractors are also losing uh, confidence uh, in in demand and uh, let's contract them uh, directly uh, so that uh, we are able to keep them afloat and retain the capability uh, within within the country and of course i'm sure you also uh, uh, contract uh, those uh, from from abroad so so we accept that that uh, that is an environment so far and uh, but you have not washed off your hands on dinel we you, you know as soon as dinel is able to provide a service to you you will then uh, come back to it and the minister is saying that they're working hard uh, to turn uh, the dinel around and um, so we we, 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 we will have at some point called for a turnaround uh, strategy as soon as you have developed it, Minister. The one we were promised uh, previously, uh, it seems as if, was it two years ago, it seems as if it got overtaken by events. It was looking at uh, certain countries, uh, three or four countries, uh, maintaining their order book of about 20 something billion, rand, 26 billion rand. And uh, with uh, Didel. But due to liquidity challenges, denial has not been able to service those um, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, contracts or, or, or rather um, <clears throat> you know, the, the orders as, as, as it were. So, so the challenges, the liquidity remains an issue. So we want to leave it at that for now, colleagues, and then uh, thank the, the, the minister for uh, his presentation. Um, they were open with us. That's my view, and in pointing out the challenges, uh, how we got into the situation that we are, and uh, how long it will take, um, as to what it will take us to uh, come out of it. So, Minister, uh, thank you very much uh, for your attendance
4: you. this evening. Chairman, with your indulgence, the, the Minister. Um, uh, maybe has forgotten to respond to the one the question about the 1 billion rand, uh, on whether, the, when that will be available to Denel, And then also compare that to what Denel has said themselves about um, uh, 800 million owed to employees, 900 million to suppliers and uh, 530 million to SARS, which is about two, which is over 2 billion rand. And, uh, how, how he foresees that the, that the difference will be made up and then also generating um, uh, operating capital, as we all agree they need urgent. Thank you.
1: All right, Minister, I don't know if you want to deal with that at this stage. Uh,
3: No, I wasn't avoiding it. All I was saying, which I said in my earlier remarks, was, is while I take your point that the arithmetical total comes to what you say, um, what I'm saying is when your pocket is completely empty, And it does now have uh, a third or a half uh, volume in it of of some cash. Uh, And this is only something that happened today. So I'm not going to be able to give you any details. This is a detail that the board must work on. And we'll work with the board in this particular regard as well. Uh, But it gives us something to work with as opposed to an empty hand and uh, you should know me mr Mare. we've uh, worked together for many years uh, as as the chair uh, i'm an optimist by nature so let me confess that and uh, once we have some certainty we'll get back to you
1: uh, thank you very much yeah. all right i'm sure that certainly deals with that uh, question um, in, in that um, yeah, it's it's work in progress and as soon as you have all the ducks in a row um, and develop the turnaround strategy. You will come back and uh, to brief us, including uh, the cost um, attended there too. All right, colleagues, admit I was in the, thanking the Minister. Minister, thank you. I want to thank your acting CEO and and, and the team of DENEL. And um, AMSCO, we thank you uh, for your presentation as well. I think you you it's the opportunity is the right opportunity for you to take leave if you so wish uh, so we'll, in the meantime we'll move to the next uh, item
3: thank you very much Chair. i'll excuse myself as well thank you Chair. thank you, chair.
1: Uh,
2: thank you chair
3: thank you chair
1: all right thanks colleagues all right uh, colleagues let's then uh, go to the next uh, item on the agenda it's the is an it, update listen.
4: Mr. President, can, I, can I just say, uh, I mean, this has now been a very, very tough nearly three hours that we've had. And and I think it's something that we know that is really going to the heart of, of the National Defence Force and the security and the integrity of South Africa. Um, what has been clear tonight to me is that it seems like Arms Corps and the committee is on the same page. And I'm very, very glad about that. So. Because that's our job to support the 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 Department of Defence and Arms Corps, and that is very 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 good. So I'm I'm very excited about that. However, um, when when we listen to even the the Secretary of Defence and Arms Corps, um, we don't have time to have much longer discussions, and uh, and I know that um, you know we know why our fleet of of uh, aircraft is. Is, is is on the ground we know why our frigates uh, is not on the water or, or out on the seas we know what is going on and uh, and obviously our obligation is to see how we can influence the direction that 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 the Nell and Arms Corps must take um because you have said it quite rightly and i fully agree with you if we then need to to pay the suppliers directly that means armscore let's do it but that is a huge um, vote of no confidence in in the ability of of Danel. and and i want to support the idea uh, that was given by armscore that they they must ne- discuss and negotiate with other suppliers we have the suppliers in south africa and by sticking with denel and not progressing in any way whether it's the A data, whether it's the Umcon to, whether it's the the service agreements with with the um, you know in aeronautics uh, or or the, the replacement of the um, of, of of the rattle, you know it is it is a it is a situation that we cannot we we cannot go on like this. Um, we have to do something now. We cannot do it in six months or in a year's time. Then it will be too late. So from my side, thank you on that. And I think we must, as a committee in the Joint Standing Committee on Defense, must have that constantly on our agenda going forward. Because we are now sending our soldiers to, to Mozambique. And we know that they haven't got the equipment support to do that properly. All right.
1: Okay, colleagues, I've uh, asked us to move to the next point. Thank you very much um, for those comments. Uh, the next point is just a briefing on the... Um, uh what is my agenda now uh, the uh, the investigation into the allegation of
0: uh,
1: uh food poisoning um so uh
2: thank you very much uh chairperson um chairperson i am accompanied by uh cj ops general sangweni is going to be uh, talking to this matter. And maybe just as a way of introducing Chair, just to say that there were two investigations that were conducted on the matter. Um, General Sangwen will talk to it. The first one was by the department itself, uh, just to follow up and find out what uh, what the real situation is and uh, what is the status of everything. Then the second one, uh, the minister interacted with the portfolio committee, and after that, then she mandated the um, uh, the ombud, military ombuds to actually conduct an investigation. And then I think that uh, maybe after that, chairperson will take it in the discussion. But General Samwin will will talk to to the issue itself. He is going to talk um, to it without any presentation
1: and then um and, and then from there we'll have the discussion thanks chair uh, chair i, I uh, secretary I don't know how uh how how is this presentation uh, going to be different from the presentation uh, you gave us uh, previously uh that uh, um, made us to request um an an independent um, investigation into the allegation. Uh, But, uh, 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 Chief, uh, what you call uh, General uh, Sangwani, let let me hear what you have to say, uh,
0: if there are any fresh uh, details to it. Are we still together? I see his
2: link, Chairperson, but he has not uh, unmuted his mic.
0: Oh, I see. Uh, Okay. Uh, General Sangwini? Or Sective,
1: what what? day is Uh, Over to you, sir. uh, Thank you, Chairperson. Good evening to all the uh,
7: members of the committee and um, the Secretary of Defense, the Deputy Minister of Defense and Military Veterans. Um, as the Secretary of Defense has indicated, um, the Chief of SNDF directed me to uh, provide feedback um, on this matter. Uh, but I'll start from the position of um, seeking or requesting the committee for a correction on your agenda. Uh, In the agenda, I see it is reflected or is captured as uh, investigation on um, food poisoning uh, for the soldiers in Mozambique. Uh, If I recall uh, from the Media or the newspaper. It was captured as um, the soldiers were fed rotten food, not food poisoning. And uh, I'm speaking this from the position that's what we we had to deal with. And rightfully so. Chairperson has indicated that I, in the one of the Johnston committee meetings, I think on the eleventh of November. Um there was a question to me direct- um on this issue and i I provided um feedback at that point as I had done my uh, staff work and the reports that I had but going forward today um I'm not sure whether Chair, the feedback will be the Same or similar, or will be different. Um, But the chief of the SNDF um, took an initiative to conduct his own investigation of the situation or circumstances out of um, that media or newspaper article, uh, which I believe the purpose was I had provided. The chief of the SNDF, as my senior, uh, being responsible for operations on what um, had happened or not happened, uh, but he felt that he had also to do and satisfy himself. That's why he appointed um, a very strong team, if I'm not mistaken, of five or six generals that he tasked to go. To the deployment area, or firstly to the mission area and to the um, deployment area to investigate, uh, conduct a physical investigation um, on the matter. In the team, there was no officer or general from the Joint Operations Division. So it was outside of um, uh, my environment and it was led, led by Major General. Nessie, the adjutant, adjutant general. Um, so today, General Nisi is here. He is going to give um, feedback on the outcomes of the investigation uh, of Chief SNDF. Uh, I'm just here to um, lead that grouping of the military, because the Chief SNDF um, is not um, available Today. Uh, if you allow me, Chair, I will then request Jerome to provide feedback. But before that, um, the Secretary of Defense has indicated that, as you correctly said, that you had um, directed her as the committee to task um, the military Ombud to do an investigation. The brief that I can provide is that Mr Ombud has finished. Um, me with an instruction that they needed to do an investigation, and um, part of the investigation was to interview relevant and identified and responsible officials um, at joint operations. And with one of them being myself, I underwent an um, an interview or investigation on the entire process of the operation, of Operation Vikela, inclusive and particularly on the uh, issue that was at hand, and also my chief director's uh, operation, the general officer commanding operational headquarters. And additionally, then they went to the uh, investigating team of the Ombud, went to the mission area and to the deployment area for if I'm not mistaken for a full week or more, they went particularly to the areas where it was uh, thought that the, the allegations or complaints came from, and they uh, conducted their work and uh, came back at the stage i'm not uh, I'm not sure where they are with the report because that is a report of the minister of defence but I wanted to confirm that they did comments with their work, and um, they investigated Joint Operations Division responsible officials, as well as went to the deployment area. They were up- provided all the access that they needed. But uh, with that, I request um, that I call upon General Nesi um, as a team leader of the Chief SNDF um, investigative team to provide uh, feedback uh, thus far. I submit,
1: uh, Chair. No, thank you very much. Uh, uh, Detective, please, uh, can you intervene? I don't know how you want us to deal with this. Um, uh, my, my view was that uh, we, the, the minister has um, instructed the, the, the Ombuds uh, to uh, conduct an investigation. Um, I'm sure in investigating, like the general is saying, they will interview them as well. And in the end, incorporate uh, all the views, um, weigh them up and then make a determination. Uh, are we not preempting um, the discussion uh, right now? And uh, on the second point that the general raised, general, maybe we have read uh, different articles uh, on the matter. Uh, for example, there is one um, I have before me. Um, special forces deployed from South Africa to Mozambique have suffered a diarrhea breakout after consuming uh, rotten food and washing it down with uh, dirty water and something. So it's, it's food poisoning in that sense. Uh, uh, that they reacted um, uh, to, to 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 eat. Now. Uh, so, the sector uh, uh, my view is that I think it suffices to say uh, the, the 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 military ombuds is working uh, on that. Can't we leave it at that for now, and and then interact with the matter when we have the report before us?
2: So Chairperson, I yes, Chairperson, I agree with that summation because, uh, as we said, the investigations were true. In actual fact, they started at HQ to um, interview those um, that they needed to speak to. They've gone on the ground, and they are still putting their reports together. So I think that we can leave it at that, and then at the time where everything is ready, then we will revert back. I would I would propose that we leave it at that chair.
1: Thank you so much. Uh, General Sangwini, let's leave it at that for now, and take it up when we have the report before us. Okay? Thank you, Chair. Uh, thank you so much, General. And then the, the, the next item, colleagues, is the consideration of, uh, I think, the letter from the president dated uh, 4th January uh, on the SNTF deployment under Operation Pro- uh, PROSPER. Um he,
2: Chairperson, right. uh, 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 are we needed for this item, or we can log off?
1: It, it's it's you, you must present it, sective. Uh, c- c- you you you. In fact, ordinarily the minister presents to us the net. Okay. Um. Uh, chairperson, I. Am
2: on, the, on Operation Prosper, what I can confirm is that um, we had, uh, with regards to the employment papers, we, we had done all our work. It was signed by all those who were supposed to sign it uh, uh, in the department. And that in this instance, Operation Prosper is really focusing on the deployment in support of the SAPs. The Uh, when it comes to the issues of the protection of critical infrastructure and the strategic road networks in KZN that needed to be in place. And um, this, we have signed it, and it has been forwarded to the office of the president um, for signature, and then it gets then transmitted directly from the presidency to parliament. So um, uh, from our side, it has left the department to go to the presidency for that signature. So that is as far as Operation Prosper goes, Chairperson. Okay,
1: all right,
4: um, colleagues. Chairperson, um, yes, uh, yes, Mr. Murray. If I may, um, yeah, thank you for that. Um, and we know that we know what what Operation Prosper is all about. What is of a a bit more concern to me, uh, and I've raised that with you, um, you know, separately, and that is the um, Operation Vikela. Uh, We have have read in the newspapers and in articles that apparently Sadek has uh, confirmed, and I have read in the Defence Web and other, um, uh, you know, fora about apparently a decision that we are sending now more soldiers in. We have not received a letter uh, in that regard, and this is quite a huge um, deployment, actual deployment, not just an employment, but an it seems like a, a huge uh, a deployment, and uh, and I have uh, I have serious concerns in terms of how many soldiers are we sending in, what is the kind of support that we are providing them, will there be a support? Uh, uh, um, and you know, with the Rayfalt or with uh, from from uh, the Grippens and others, I'm very concerned that we are sending our soldiers in with their hands uh, proverbially tied behind their backs, and uh, and and uh, like Corporal uh, Hadebe, they will come back in uh, in body bags, and that is something that we cannot cannot allow. Um, uh, we have we we have made a decision, and we have communicated that to both the minister and the presidency. Uh, sometime last year if I'm correct at the beginning of last year and and you have even uh, called a meeting while we were in recess when we received that letter and I think it was beginning of last year um you know that, that we can at least consider the letter now we've got a situation it's now going to March uh, and this uh, this this current Bikela operation and approval authorization, has already elapsed on the 15th of January. So, so we are close to two months or one and a half months already. And um, and, and there's no authority. Either the president hasn't, hasn't applied his mind, which I doubt very much, um, or it is stuck somewhere. But the fact that it's nearly two months and it's not with us still uh, is a major concern and we cannot do our work properly. I don't know. Um, whether whether we have got proper support for our soldiers i hope the cj ops is still here and and he can probably give us some information um because i'm very 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 concerned about this and and this is not how we support our soldiers thank you chair okay. maybe hope, hope, hopefully we can have some information
1: all right uh, i don't see the hands uh colleagues is there any hand on the screen uh, can, can Yes, we... you have
2: right chair
1: yeah, Mr. Ryder, okay, Mr. Ryder, just just hold on. There, uh, can we process this the letter of the fourth of January first?
10: Right. Uh, Jay, uh, my, my point is on that. If I may. Okay, that's fine. Okay, the,
1: let let me just summarise it. Uh, the the president uh, authorises employment of two thousand seven hundred members of the SNDF for a service in cooperation with the South African Police for the prevention and combating uh, crime and maintenance, uh, preservation of law and order across nine provinces of the Republic of uh, South Africa. And the employment is authorized under the the relevant uh, sections in the Constitution and and the Defense Act. And the employment is for the period from the 8th of December to the 18th of uh, of of, of to, sorry, the 18th of March, 18th December to the 18th of March, and the expenditure is 232 um, uh, million rand, and uh, so uh, that's the letter that is presented to us, um, Mr. Ryder.
10: Thank you very much, Chairperson. My, my point is 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 directly to this letter but is intrinsically linked to mr more's comments as well and, and and they can't be separated and if you read paragraph 201 of the constitution chair uh, it's quite clear and it says if parliament does not sit during the first seven days after the, the defence force is employed as envisaged, the president must provide the information required to the appropriate oversight committee i've edited it slightly. Uh, from the exact text, the point is that that seven days. If Parliament doesn't sit within seven days, it clearly shows urgency, Chairperson. We've made the point in the past that we don't mind, as a committee, uh, being called out of recess, being called to a special meeting uh, over weekends or, or as may be deemed fit. But there are lives at stake, and and without. You know, casting any doubt on the President's ability to make decisions as to whether to deploy or employ forces, uh, this committee has a duty to those soldiers to consider these letters as a matter of urgency. To consider a letter dated the 4th of January on a date that is actually the 24th of February is not really acceptable, Chair. We, we're failing in our duty, and I mean the oversight role of Parliament has been called into question on numerous occasions recently by the Constitutional Court and other members of the ju- judiciary in various uh, areas, including in the Zondo Commission. Parliament must do its oversight work. Chairperson, we need to have proper information about uh, you know when these when our when our soldiers are going out there. That is our role in terms of the legacy constitution. Uh, and and our duties laid out in that, we must look after the well-being of our soldiers. That's this community's job. So, Chair, I actually I object to having to send to a letter dated the fourth of January uh, in a meeting today. I, I really I, I have a strong objection to that. Uh, Mr. Murray's comments about the the Operation Vukela issue uh, is is as problematic. And uh, I really think we need to uh, you know make our voices heard in some way uh, that we can start meeting uh, to decide, discuss these issues uh, with the correct information. you know what, what we, we've seen the letter that's fantastic. We've seen the random amount that stated, you know, what else is being sent out to support our soldiers as we deploy them? Um, and, and And certainly, you know obviously, not with this particular letter, but with with other places where our men and women are deployed, uh, we need to know what support there is for them. So, chair, I have a massive problem with it with with the dates uh, and the difference on the dates. We need to do this more urgently. Thank you.
1: So, I'm sure you are not directing that to to the department. Uh, you are directing it to to us, the the committee, isn't it?
0: Because, Certainly, so chair,
10: but I think the Department should also come with uh, better information to, 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 to back up and motivate the, these letters when we receive them.
1: No, no, no. The, the procedure is, is that um, they prepare the letter for the President's signature. And uh, once the letter is with the President, is out of their control. The president will sign the letter at a time when he's in a position to do so. I mean, he has a busy schedule. And uh, once the president has finished uh, signing the letter, he then dispatch it to the relevant, um, you know, uh, uh, offices of parliament. And uh, when the, when parliament is not in session, he sends one to the committee. He sent one to us. He sends one to the Speaker, to the Chief uh, National Council, and uh, and the other two to the Culture and myself. Those that are sent to the Culture and myself are for the attention of the of the committee. And it was duly dispatched and uh, circulated to all members uh, of the committee. And uh, the reason why we could not meet, you see, there is. I think you must not be too hard with yourself. The reason why, when the portfolio committee was able to meet much earlier, and and us only started meeting last week, is because certain members of the committee, of the joint standing committee were unavailable. Now, if members are unavailable, there's nothing. The president signs the letter on the 4th of of January and, uh, and people are away. I don't want me to make people feel guilty that they were out there and uh, having a, a, a deserved rest. So, I, I mean, to be honest, uh, let's not be hard on ourselves. And uh, it's it's the president was simple, just renewing uh, the thing. If there was any issue, I always maintain this, that if you think the matter, you think it can't wait and uh, Uh, it's a do or die matter, or even if it's not a do or die matter, but it's a matter that can wait, please uh, check if we can have members uh, who would make a quorum so that we can translate on that issue. And uh, we only, we started meeting from last week because members of the NSOMP in particular were not back from uh, uh, leave uh, as, from leave, from recess as it were so we came much earlier than them hence it was possible for the portfolio committee to meet uh, in the beginning at the beginning i think from last month we were meeting uh, as a committee all right let, let's let's leave it at, at that but i take note that you want me to call you from leave and um uh, but it's fine uh, that is noted all Right, mr Shalabi, you hand is up uh, i i've noted
4: uh, in exactly. terms of Vikela, um, I mean, you know,
1: we have not seen the, the letter on together, Mr. Marek.
4: Exactly. That was exactly. And, and 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 that's my concern is that we haven't seen a letter and we know that on the 15th of, of January, it has been announced that the president is saying yes. that, that it is extended. So, so it should have come a week after that. And we are already one and a half months later and we still haven't got anything. I mean, yeah, can, 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 can 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 the CJ Ops maybe uh, have information okay. about the the actual deployment or sector? can,
2: Chair, can I that? come in? Yeah. All right.
1: Before you come in, sector, uh, oh, the okay. hand of uh, Mister Shalembe, let me take the first. Shalembe.
13: <laughs> yes. Uh, thank you very much. chairperson uh, chap with regard, I mean, uh, to the deployment uh, or employment of uh, soldiers, I mean, to assist uh, in terms of like, um, but I'm just checking. What is the intention of that letter being sent? I mean, uh, to to us, is it uh, for noting or is it for consideration? Because if it is, if I mean, uh, is we as the committee
1: is just to say, Mister no, tell- Daniel. Oh, sorry, 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 Mr. Daniels. Can you mute your mic, please? Peter Daniels, mute your mic. Thank you. Yes, continue. Uh, yeah, yeah. Chairperson,
13: uh, just to concur, I mean, uh, with uh, Honourable Rider, you know, I mean, uh, the function of this committee, you know, is more for ensuring that, I mean, um, the country and its people, you know, are protected. So we have to be available like I mean each and every hour where possible. So if say uh, we are saying now when you are on leave, we can't afford to attend issues. But to me now because of this thing of the virtual uh, platform meetings, we can uh, afford to meet. But the question remains, what is the purpose of letter being tabled in front of this committee? Is it for noting or is it for consideration? If I mean we can we can agree on that, then we know that the president will do. I mean his own things. They'll have to say I've done one, two, three, four, five. Because now we are now like in an argument where we say what is our role? I mean in in in, in this uh, scenario, chairperson, we can't afford. I mean uh, to go on take decision on a letter that is got. I mean something hanging. Why the, if say, the president i mean uh send the letter us after 5 months uh, of deployment are we going to say okay it's fine or oh, chairperson i think i uh, not that much but um, the availability of members is important chairperson even if we are i mean uh, on whatever holidays or this and that because the country must be defended by the same i mean uh, i mean a committee responsible i mean uh, for the protection of our borders or i mean assisting in terms of uh, uh i mean uh assisting the police where i mean they are needed uh in short what is our responsibility in that uh, letter from the president noting or for
1: consideration thank you chairperson all right let's not conflict issues um we, there is a letter that was written uh, to the committee on the 4th. I've asked us to process that letter first, before we move to Operation Vigela. Letter that we have not received. SecDef is going to uh, comment on the on that one. Uh, that requires him. On this one, um, the this one, uh, the uh, uh, G- General Sokele, How many members were uh, uh,
0: this was reduced from? How many members? Uh, perhaps, sorry,
1: general sorry. Uh, It was reduced to uh, two thousand 2, from how
0: many members? Uh, Chair for the Op Prosper deployment. Uh, in case 10
7: it was uh, not an extension. It was a totally new operation. that commenced in December, so it had. Um, up to a maximum of three thousand seven hundred soldiers um, available
1: for employment. It was a new deployment. All right, yes, colleagues, yes, and, and the soldiers, I see them um, uh, in the freeway
0: um, and everywhere else, so, um, really that uh this deployment uh the the constitution
1: is very clear when we don't support the deployment uh can i have a view on on that one uh colleagues so that we finish this one and then move
4: uh, to the uh, okay, okay, you, you 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 um we lost you now for a moment uh oh. maybe just, just repeat what you've just said
1: yes no 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 i was actually saying mr mare uh, this is a new deployment, as, as the chief uh, uh, joint has uh, uh, said. It it's a new two thousand soldiers deployed to KwaZulu Natal. I'm saying these soldiers are all over. I see them every day uh, along the. I see some along the the, the N, N N3, and N three, and um, and some in strategic um uh, uh, areas uh, supporting supporting the police so the question chair now i have is is that that deployment started on the 18th of of, of december and the, the constitution is very clear if we don't support it do we support it or we don't support it that was the question mr maria i presented
10: oh yes thank you uh,
4: chairperson if i can if i can comment on that obviously we are there to support um the essential deployments i think um what uh, honorable Ryder has also referred to and i think the practical implications is and and, and and the and the constitution and the laws provide for that should we not agree sorry, with that?
1: sorry sorry mr mare uh, i have accepted everything he said and you yeah. said yeah and i stated how it was not possible for us to meet
4: yes, I. I, I okay.
1: So I then put that aside. Yes. Now, the letter, I'm presenting the letter now. The letter is presented. Do we support the deployment, or we don't? That, that is the question. That is the, 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 the thing we need now.
4: It's actually irrelevant whether we support it or not. We have to take notice of that, and we have to um, you know basically take note of that, and, and, and that's it. Um, so, so we, we are there to support our soldiers uh, and if it is done in the right way, obviously you know we note it. We must say we note the, the, the deployment and and, and the, and the um, information that was sent to us the letter um, but you know whether we support it is actually irrelevant because they are actually nearly finished in, uh, in, in less than a month they are finished they are. Actually, you know, so, so whether we agree with that or not is irrelevant. So we have to take note of that and we have to move forward. We are, we, we basically condone it. We basically condone it.
1: <laughs> Whatever it, it means, it's fine. Uh, let, let's leave it at that. Um, so we have no objection um, to, to the deployment. So that would be uh, part of my report. To Parliament, can we then move to the next uh, item that you introduced, Mr. Maré? The Operation Vigela, I mean, the deployment under Operation Vigela. SecDef was going to talk to it. Uh, SecDef,
2: thank you very much, uh, Chairperson. Uh, Chairperson, um, I think you would recall that there was the 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 SADC Heads of State Summit uh, around the review of the situation in Mozambique. When summit um, uh, discussed the matter, they um, they agreed that uh, the operation in Mozambique or the the extension of summit must be done, but they didn't specify the period uh, uh, for extension. So from our side, when we uh, prepared the employment papers to uh, the CIC, is that uh, we we then. Uh, uh, had in mind that we did that, um, I think late December, beginning of January, understanding that the papers, uh, the the current employment papers uh, that helped to 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 deploy uh, in Mozambique were coming to an end at the end of January. So the papers were then sent and they were all um, uh, signed by the relevant people who had to sign them in the department, and those ones also were transmitted to the presidency. Maybe the undertaking we can give, Chair, is that we will follow up with the presidency and just check where it is. In the papers, we asked for extension for another period of three months since summit did not express itself on the length of period.
1: Okay, you see that 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 the, the, that's where uh, uh, Mr. Marais' issue becomes relevant, and uh, that um, you we, there was an extension that happened uh, in January, and uh, Parliament has not been informed about it, and um, uh, so are we not? Uh, I don't know. Um, maybe you need to inquire with the office of the of the president. Where is that at? And and then report to us at the next uh, meeting next week. Um, so so the deployment, the, the extension happened.
2: The extension happened, Sheperson, uh, because at the time when we worked um, on it, we still had a month before. Their other deployment, the employment papers were going to expire. So then we, then the new ones that say we're going to uh, kick in after the end of January, we also made them for a period of three months, Excellent. and they are out of the system within the department and had been transmitted to the presidency. Okay.
4: chairperson my 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 frustration is, I mean, I can tell you now the information that I've got. Is that Tusai is already in Mozambique, a thousand soldiers. And we and and there's no, nobody that apparently knows about that. Obviously, I know that the sec must know about that. Obviously the, the, the CJ opt and the chief of the SNDF must know about that. There's no ways that you're gonna send a thousand soldiers of Tusai to um to, to, to Mozambique and nobody knows about that. So it happened. And, and somebody must inform us and brief us on that. And the right persons are here in the meeting. So we must know whether those soldiers are properly looked after, whether they are properly resourced. What is the dangers? What is the threats? What must we work on now to make sure that they get the support? We know what happened with, with Corporal Khadebe. Where's the air support? We don't know whether that's going to be there. So they are sitting ducks again. And it's now a thousand soldiers, not just three hundred like the, the the previous time. And how many uh, uh, Oryx helicopters is now going to support a thousand soldiers compared to three hundred? We must know these things, and and I mean it's unfair to leave us in limbo. And we must make 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 uh, 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 you know we must rely on on own sources or on the on the media or on other people that might know. That's just unfair.
1: Totally unfair. Okay. Uh, Sector, uh, please refer- Yes, please refer
2: Chair, to. I wa- I wa- yes, I was talking to the issues of the employment papers. I didn't want to talk to the issues of operations because I thought that the opportunity was going to be given to General Sang. We need to talk to that, and he's ready to do so, Chair, if we can give him the opportunity to do so.
1: Um, Again, we are preempting the the letter uh, that must be formally presented uh, to the committee, in other words, to Parliament. Parliament has not received it. Section 201, uh, 201, subsection 3, it reads, when the defence force is employed for any purpose mentioned in subsection 2, The President must inform Parliament promptly and uh, in an appropriate detail. One, of reasons, sorry, of one, the reasons for the employment, two, any place where the force is being employed, three, the number of people involved, and four, the period for which the force is expected to be employed. And then subsection four, It says, if Parliament does not sit during the first seven days after the defense is employed as envisaged in subsection two, the president must provide the information required in subsection three to the appropriate oversight committee. Let's leave it at that. Um, I was just uh, reading the section for the record. I'm sure we're all aware of it. Let's leave it at that we don't have the letter and we can't uh, take the presentation outside the letter um so colleagues uh, e, e, maybe let's 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 request the dm is in the meeting uh, the dm to try and escalate this to to the minister uh, the minister will see what she does about it i mean dm
4: hey, person can i just mention i mean it's, surely this the, the cj Ops can brief us on on whether they uh, um, a deployment and uh, and whether our soldiers are properly looked after in terms of resources, um, because as I said, I mean I can give you the information. I can tell you how many from parachutes are there, how many from the pathfinders, uh, spionkop is going there, Macardo is going there. So 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 they are there. No, chair, that's great.
14: sorry. Chair. Can uh, we
4: can we
14: respectfully? Uh, uh what is the point by the way uh inter inter intervened a uh, chair uh on you, this matter I, in, yeah. yes uh, no chair the anxiety expressed by honorable mare with respect to the scanty information the committee has around the deployment in the Cabo Delgado uh, is uh, respected and appreciated. Um, <clears throat> however, I would, uh, it's a personal you know, view, Chair, that uh, the Joint Standing Committee on Defense may actually take a briefing on the deployment. With respect to uh, a whole host of issues that uh, the oversight would should satisfy itself that uh, the deployment has taken into consideration everything else that must be taken into account. Uh, <clears throat> the, I'm just worried that the information the Honourable Member uh, is bringing up uh, may actually be in part uh, unintentionally compromising the the deployment there. Uh, that's the side. That's the one point. But the other point, Chair, I was agreeing with you that with respect to the absence of the deployment letters before Parliament. It is a matter that uh, I'll undertake to bring to the urgent attention of the minister uh, that uh, uh, there is uh, concern by the Joint Standing Committee on Defence that uh, such procedural matters seem to have uh, been uh, overlooked.
1: Uh, That's what I was going to say, Chair, in relation to this. Thank you. No, 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 thank you very much. The, um, uh, I, I also consider it as, as an oversight. Uh, let, let, let's have the matter deferred to the next uh, meeting uh, where we receive a, a report uh, from the minister on um, when we will receive the letter uh, from the president. If the letter will be available by then, um, uh, uh, the minister will then be afforded the opportunity to present it and then take the discussion up. Uh, uh, the. In other words, let's properly atomize it on the agenda. Um, I'm, I'm, I don't want us to discuss a matter. That is not on the agenda and in a piecemeal machine when it is yet to serve before us, Mr. Murray. Can we postpone this to the next meeting, please?
4: Uh to person, surely. I mean, I think none of us are unreasonable. Uh, but this was just the first opportunity, um, and and it was also the right forum, way to raise it. Joint Standing Committee on Defence uh, and with the chief available, whether with the Deputy Minister, with CJ Ops. So, so we want to play that role in support of our soldiers and we need to be fully involved. Otherwise, we our, our hands are then tied if, if they are not playing the game with us. So, so I've got no problem, and especially as the Deputy Minister has now suggested, that um, hopefully within days or, or, or the next week, we will get an opportunity where they will brief us on uh, on where we stand. Because, as I've said to you, and I and, and I want to say to the deputy minister, the information that I've now given that's out, out there. So it's not me that disclosing that. That's it's already out there, um, and and everybody knows about that. So there's no secrets about that. And 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 the, my problem is that we, the oversight body, we don't know about that officially. We don't officially know about right. it. Thank you, but uh, thank you very much. Much okay. appreciated.
1: Th- thanks, so it, it will be uh, uh, placed on the agenda of the next uh, State General Standing Committee of, of Defence. Colleagues are worried about time. We have gone over time by 38 minutes, uh, way over time. Uh, so we have two items. Um,
4: we don't get <laughs> overtime. We don't get quite overtime anyways. We don't get
1: quite overtime. Okay, may I suggest that we extend this item till till uh, next week, colleagues, these two items. Uh, Peter, are you will you die in the trenches?
0: Uh, no, Jay, I'm up to just okay, so we before it the end up this time. Come again. Hello, hello, Chair. Can you hear me? Yes, Peter.
1: Hi, yes. Chair. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Now, I'm, I'm yes, saying, yes, I
6: Yes,
11: yeah, just with regards to the review, we'll just try and do it within this first quarter, Chair. Thank you.
1: No, it's fine. No, thank you so much. So those two items, the annual business plan as well as the minutes, uh, would stand. Those two items stand down until the, the, the next week. Let me thank the the def and sorry. Let me thank the minister, deputy minister, and uh, and the SecDef and and the chief uh, joints, and and other colleagues who are in the meeting, and 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 uh, then call it a quit. I think we have exhausted the issue. Uh, for now, Honourable members, I thank all of you. Um, let's meet again uh, next week.
0: Thank you,
2: thank
0: you, thank
2: you,
0: thank
2: you, thank you, thank you, Oh, see. Hi, Kenny. 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 How how's How you, Kenny?